0: This episode is brought to you by Alo Ativalu and Manu Malo Jake Moor Thank you for your generous donation and continued support of this podcast.
1: We see y'all. What well, we doing it for? We doing it for the culture. For the culture. Okay. Hmm. Would you rather be culturally detached or spiritually detached? Mm. That's a... Uh, I'll repeat it one more time. Would you okay. rather... Just so you guys can take... Just so you both can take some time... I gotta remove really? that, guys. But <laughs> just so you both can take some time to think about it. Would you rather be culturally detached or spiritually detached? Not religion, organization-wise, but just spiritually. Mm.
0: Damn, that's tough because it's like... I feel like both are
1: mm-hmm.
0: connected. So if you yeah. <laughs> if you lose one, then you definitely lose, lose the either. other.
1: Especially with our culture, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, answer, well, answer, as, answer well, as you.
0: Yeah, I guess we got to um, mm. interpret it for ourselves, huh? Yeah. Because when you said, would we rather be spiritually disconnected or culturally? Yeah. I feel like I went to spiritually because I was thinking of organized religion.
1: Mm. and not
0: necessarily like you know manna yes. right like yeah. Um, yeah so I'm just gonna <laughs> continue to think of it the way I was <laughs> thinking about organized religion yeah. versus uh, culture I'd rather be spiritually detached that just feels so weird mm-hmm. to say though because it's like
2: <laughs> it's almost like you're speaking it into existence yeah like, Never mind. Yeah, never I don't mind. mean it I don't really mean it I mean you know it's thinking about
0: because a... <laughs> um, you know I am a descendant of uh, Tangaloa. Mm-hmm.
3: Ooh,
0: ooh, Kiana gonna kill me for that. <laughs> Oh, Tangaloa Um oh. So, you know, I am a God's child. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think just in the way I thought about it with organized religion, I think I would rather be spiritually detached. Dang,
1: that's hard, partner. I know, yeah. it's, it was pretty deep.
2: Um, I think I would rather be, I think I would have to say, yeah, because I also feel like you're, when you're really kind of, um, connected to your genealogy or you're, you're, and uh, let me take that back. If you're, you know, working into your genealogy and you're reclaiming that Mm. knowledge, that is another, that is another form of like spiritually aligning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather be spiritually detached and have access to my community and, um, my culture through all the different ways that happens, it doesn't have to necessarily be through just language, but through the images and the, the stories of my culture because that in itself I think is a path to a spiritual alignment as well. But I guess this is an either or question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like so I guess that would you know, if that would assume in this in in this question that would assume that your cultural um, connection is not necessarily a spiritual one. And I mean mm.
1: it's really how you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, so I would I would I agree with Danny Boy. Yeah, for sure. Um definitely culturally uh, culturally connected. Yeah, that, So spiritually
1: detaches with you. To yeah. You, so.
2: Also I also feel like this is something that, you know, growing up and really Staying in, you know, academia and academic institutions for so long, like Mm -hmm. we're trained to be spiritually cut off anyway. (laughs) So it's like, it's like, am I, am I going through this right now? Yes, I am. (laughs) Trying to like connect to culture and then not being spiritually connected. So yeah, definitely culturally connected. Mm. What about you, (laughs) Paila? Okay.
1: I feel like I'm about to. Disappoint a lot of people right now. <laughs> it ain't about it ain't about everybody else. But I would rather be uh, culturally detached. Mm. Okay. And tell us more. And probably because I'm not too, um, I'm not too educated as far as our history and how our mm. you know how we spiritually ground how the spirituality and uh, our culture intersect. I'm not. Mm. I'm kind of climbing into understanding it better, but. I have a greater understanding as far as spirituality, and I know mm-hmm. that like, when it comes to a place of like, say if I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I have deal with a loss, if I deal with just something that's just really too difficult for me to carry, mm-hmm. I go to quickly to my spirituality, mm-hmm. and, and that grounds me. I mean, well, actually no, because I do, cr- you know, well, it's difficult, because I do <laughs> think about my ancestors, I think about family, I think about like, you know, a lot of things that i was taught culturally so Mm. but i identify stronger with my spirituality Mm -hmm. you know and that's that's just the quickest way for me to just like gravitate to because i'm big on that right now Mm -hmm. and it's definitely helped ground me Mm -hmm. and center me so yeah spirituality would be something that i keep and cultural it's fucking hard, man. <laughs> yeah. It's hard.
0: I feel like it's a very different uh, tone that where I'm not used to this
1: this deepness. Right. All, would you rather?
3: <laughs> yeah, but I,
1: I mean, spirituality is something that's very big for me, you know, at the end of the day. like It makes sense. So,
0: it hella makes sense. I think just as much as it makes sense uh, for Lee and I to say, cultural or being spiritually detached
3: Detach, right? <laughs> because in <laughs> academia
0: you're just so critical right and yeah you're, you're uh, developing all these skills of just questioning everything and of yeah. course i mean i've, I've always personally mm. questioned uh religion mm-hmm. you know from being young and growing up in the church and just being taught all these you know <laughs> these things about like what's right and what's wrong yeah, and what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is
2: like very, very much so of like picking out what's wrong for it seems, um, and I'm very generalizing a lot, but it's it's like you must fear and yeah. you must obey, right? And um, instead of like, okay, what I you know. What are we doing? What do we have now, mm-hmm. and that that we're building from? Instead of like, what must we always look out for and like be afraid of? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's facts. <laughs> it's like yeah. sin. You're all sinners. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey. yeah,
1: but you know what? I'm answering spirituality from a lens of like. More of meditation, mm-hmm. grounding. Yeah, like where even, you are in your yeah, spiritual not, journey. Not even answering it from organization and yeah. church, right. because if that was the case, okay. culture all the way. Like, yeah. For
3: sure. <laughs> and again,
0: you know, like we said, it's, it's, us, it's us interpreting it for ourselves, yeah. and I think it tells a lot of where we are that's individually, yeah. right, in our no, lives fine. and in our journeys.
2: Yeah. I agree with the meditation part, because yeah. part of the academy teaches you is like, um, you know, straight up from Descartes of, you know, I think therefore I am. And so we always think that, you know, oh, our minds are going to save us. And it's just like I've had to learn that that's not the truth. Like right. um, Aligning with your spirit and, mm. you know, really kind of thinking of of your thoughts as just thoughts and emotions as just emotions, as things that are tools that you can either use or not use and not identifying with them immediately, which is what meditation teaches you. It's right, the practice right. of non-action. Yes. So... I think that's yeah. That's the academy teaches you not to do that, and capitalism also is just like Facts. no. Like, I just like if you start aligning spiritually, you're gonna understand that it's just you have to realign everything, especially yeah, the way that capitalism and imperialism have structured our lives. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you must be detached, otherwise, you're gonna have your full power, and then we
1: won't have power anymore. <laughs> That was um, a tough one. That was a tough one. Mm. I was very really struggling in the car. So. <laughs> and I had time to think about it longer than you guys and I was
3: struggling. <laughs> I
0: mean, it makes me think about like how, you know, folks have said that there's like spiritual warfare, mm. you know, happening now and it's mm-hmm. like, I think going to what you were saying, Lee, about like how they have to be separated when I mm. when in actuality like they're connected mm. and I think Thinking deeper than organized religion, right? Like our culture has always been spiritual. Um, You know, we had our own deities and we were very connected to, you know, like the spirit of the land and the ocean. Um, And our ancestors, you know, I've always just recognized all of that. And I feel like that's all spirituality right there. Mm. (laughs) Which is why that was (laughs) was difficult. (laughs) I think it was easier to just say, "Oh yeah, okay, well, I'll frame this around the organized religion." Because it's
1: easy to just <laughs> yeah cut that no, off. I figured, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. How about any? Do you have a "Would you rather"? believe?
2: just make one. Um, okay, I'm gonna use this from my good friend. Um, when we used to play this game, um, yeah, it's not a "Would you rather." It's a it's a fuck Mary banish. Okay. One. Okay. Um, but it. So, what were the plants that we decided? It was with plants because we're a bunch of nerds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, so, okay. yeah, fuck Mary Banish, a Venus flytrap. Okay. Cactus. Okay. Or bamboo.
1: Ooh, wait. What? What? What was the first plant? Venus Venus, Venus flytrap, flytrap. It's the one that's a carnivorous it's got plant. Its oh, open it. and it's got, got it.
2: like okay. spiky Claws teeth and, and like eats flies. <laughs> So yeah, that was the one that I had. Venus, flytrap, Venus cactus, flytrap, cactus, and bamboo. And you can also assign this to different kinds of personalities, like people. Like oh, this person is a Venus flytrap, or this person is kind of like bamboo, like they grow all the time and they keep growing and they keep on. Oh, yeah, I thought you meant invasive like invasive sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought
0: you meant like if we were to say uh, you could take it literally. Whichever too. ones, yeah. that would that would be telling of our of who we are. Oh, okay. Oh, we can that take this so many different <laughs> ways.
4: Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> that's
0: good <laughs> maybe maybe there's some science behind this yes but i'm gonna um oh shit <laughs> this is tough well i for sure would banish the venus flytrap.
2: okay I why would,
0: uh because it's deadly <laughs> i don't know I just i don't mm-hmm. know that that's always kind of
2: but cacti can be deadly too it, it can yeah it can it's okay in bamboo if you like sharpen it and throw it at someone. <laughs> oh, whoa, we got, yeah. all, we got
0: hella tools now. <laughs> I think I'm just thinking about it literally. Okay, yeah, literally, no, that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah the, yeah, the yeah. Venus flytrap definitely banish. I would uh, <laughs> fuck bamboo. That's weird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's why it's such a weird question. It's like, oh, like, what do I do with these?
0: And marry cactus?
2: Why cactus?
0: I mean, it's pointy, but you don't have to.
2: <laughs> it's low maintenance, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: it's like you just leave it the fuck alone yeah, and it's, it's, like it's just, just ch- chilling right there. <laughs> yeah I, I, <laughs> you can use it
2: as kind of like yeah like as a protective thing around your house
0: right too. it protects me
2: yeah <laughs> it protects me and it's low maintenance i don't gotta water it like.
0: okay i don't gotta give it no love no, <laughs> just just be there Yeah. it's a statue
2: <laughs> exactly exactly i like it
0: and i feel like bamboo gives you a lot <coughs> it could be multiple things
2: like what I don't
3: know. <laughs> I know,
1: right? I don't know the depths of bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do we use bamboo for, yeah? It's um. long. <laughs> <laughs> See? <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a long. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. How about
1: y'all? Okay. I don't know shit about being this trap. So that's going by and banished by. <laughs> bye bye. Mm-hmm. Honey, go bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would I would marry cactus mm. and um it's marry fuck, banish. Uh, fuck yeah, banish, I would fuck bamboo mm-hmm.
0: yeah, same as me huh?
1: yeah, there's something about cactus where I feel like it comes off intimidating and it has a really very uh, kind of, like, intimidating exterior, mm-hmm. but then there's something, like, I feel like... I'm Edible inside. Yeah, like, or, so.
2: yeah. Or hallucinogenic inside, you know,
3: whichever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I just feel like the cactus has this whole, kind of, like, protection, hmm. strength, mm-hmm. exterior. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, like, protection exterior thing is, like, really mm-hmm. big for me. So I,
0: doesn't cactus have... Healing properties, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah. If, if I'm wrong, please let me know. But
2: I'm sure people like. I feel like we're people like. Used... On cacti. Like, yeah.
0: On, on cacti. <laughs> so
2: yeah, cacti, cactuses, whatever, whatever the plural
0: Because <laughs> don't people like use cactus for I don't different know. things?
2: Yeah, for med. They use it for medicine. Mm-hmm. I know that there are some ca- ca- cactuses. Cacti. <laughs> yeah. That. um Yeah. The. They store up and it's you gotta be careful because they do like they will make you hallucinate. <laughs> like the flesh. Really? See, that's why I'm yeah, married. Drink,
0: yeah. I was hoping that um uh the marijuana plant was gonna be. this motherfucker. I'm married. I'm married, fuck. I won't banish it though. <laughs> okay, yeah.
2: sweet <Should> yeah.
0: <laughs> nah, it's cool, it's good, it's good. That's that's a good one, <laughs> a good one though. Good.
2: I would switch marijuana out for bamboo. <laughs> that would be <laughs> yeah. a little bit different. Right. Okay, I would
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> How about you? How about you, Lee?
2: Um, I really like the. I like came up with that because it was the last thing that I remember hanging out with a bunch of my friends uh-huh. and smoking weed and <laughs> and making coming up with these ridiculous that's, categories. That's some high like, shit, no, right there. No, seriously, it was like, high nerd <laughs> shit right there.
0: I love it. Um,
2: I think I would. For some reason, there's something so. <laughs> It's so sensual about the carnivorous the Venus flytrap. Mm. The Venus flytrap. I mean, just listen to its name. You know what I mean. So it's like, hmm. I like that. It's. I like that. It. It's like it is a carnivorous plant. It's just like, it just eats everything and it's like always hungry. And so, I think I would, I would fuck a Venus flytrap. Oh. And it's also a little bit dangerous too. It's baby like, oh, girl. <laughs> it's just kind of like, oh, like what's going on? Yeah. You, you want to be, be trapped.
4: You want to be trapped.
2: Oh, baby girl,
4: you a little trap queen.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's what Venus flytraps are. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Um, I think, okay, so there's that. I think I might, I think I might marry cactus too. Mm. I might marry cactus. Why? Um, for those those same reasons of protection, and then also I have this fascination with things that are both tender on the inside and mm. very like, um, and very spiky on the outside. You know, it's dangerous on the outside. Um, mm. Girl, sounds then, like you're talking about a sex toy. Yeah. <laughs> These could all be sex toys.
1: <laughs> These could They're all. all sensual plants.
2: <laughs> Especially the bamboo. It's just, I don't know, unfortunately, <clears throat> I'd have to. I guess I would have to banish the bamboo. Yes. Um, it's it's. An essential plant, but also can be invasive sometimes, mm. and it's just can you know, can overwhelm you. Mm. And it's so mm. tall, it's like, <laughs> like, yeah, it can be overwhelming sometimes, and it's hard to get through. So it's just like, mm, well, I'll just banish you, okay? I can, like, deal with these spiky fools over here.
0: <laughs> um. Okay, I got one okay. last one, okay? Uh, same thing, fuck Mary, banish.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I hope, I hope y'all know who these artists are. I'm pretty sure you do. So, Meg the Stallion,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Nicki Minaj,
3: mm. oh. and Cardi B. Oh.
0: Fuck Mary Banish. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot rides on
1: these <laughs> decisions. <laughs> I feel like a lot rides on who we banish. <laughs> um, baby girl. Baby girl. All
0: girls this time.
1: <laughs> All baddies.
0: All baddies, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I can go. I can go first because yes, I've been thinking about this. <laughs> so, hmm, I would uh, fuck Cardi B. Uh huh.
3: Because
0: I love Cardi B. She's off the hook. <laughs> I just yeah. She she she's just off the hook. And I would marry Meg The Stallion. Uh huh. Because out of. Uh, between Nikki and Cardi and Meg, Meg is mm-hmm. all natural, mm-hmm. and she bad.
2: She
1: bad. <laughs> she bad. She yeah. my
0: favorite right yes. now. She's bad. Hot girl summer.
1: Yes. yes. <laughs> yes.
0: And then I would uh, have to banish Nicki Minaj. Why? <laughs> because she's irritating. <laughs> nah, she cool. I really, I you know, I've always loved Nicki Minaj, and you know, there's some music she makes that I really dig and feel, and there's mm-hmm. some not so much. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And but she's hella arrogant. Yeah, you know, and like I know, it takes that a lot of these women are you know very confident.
1: they from New York. They're from New York. Yeah.
0: Well, I think Meg is from Texas. If I'm not mistaken, I'm either not Texas sure. or uh okay. Tennessee. But she's just she bad all around, and I love <laughs> I love Meg's um attitude, right, and her behavior. You know, yeah. not her behavior, but you just like
1: her swag, her appeal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, her swag. Yeah. You know,
0: she's just very like all about. Being a positive woman and like in the mm-hmm. industry and trying to be, you know, united and and cool and friends with everybody, you know, she's doing that hot girl summer thing where and yeah. she's also like inducting a lot of um, female artists and a lot of women yeah. in yeah. the industry by, yeah. you know, um, pouring it pouring them a shot into mm-hmm. their mouth or whatever is like the induction and I just love <laughs> seeing that because the other women are so down, mm-hmm. you know, and she's just fun to watch. Yeah. And you know she would be shaking her ass and shit too.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. I definitely married that, yeah. And Cardi B's just hella fun. Mm-hmm. I love Cardi B's um, authenticity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've been I've been watching her even before she was on like Love and Hip Hop and stuff like that because she <laughs> yeah, was yeah, yeah. she was a social media um, celebrity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and she was it just always 100 it. about shit. Even when, you know, in, in uh, her song where she was talking about, like, how she got her teeth fixed. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You got know, a
1: bag and fixed my teeth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hope you hoes no
1: it ain't cheap. <laughs> hey, and I pay my mama's
2: bills.
0: Yeah. I wish she would have kept that snaggle, too. You know, just like, right? I wish Keisha Cole would have kept that gap.
2: Even yeah. fab. Just, now. Yeah, just unapologetic. I'm just like, yes. Just be you, right? Yeah.
0: But, yeah, that's... That's kind of like my whole thing. And Nicki Minaj, I would banish her because, <laughs> you know, she just got to let her listen. <laughs> <laughs> when I think about and I like that you brought this to to us um lee about banishing mm-hmm. versus okay. killing because i feel like <laughs> when i think about banish i'm thinking about like game of thrones yeah and i'm thinking about like when cersei was banished and put in yeah you know she was in prison Ooh, and yeah. she had to do the walk of shame yeah. and all that and yes that's what i feel like i you know i would have nikki be
3: wow <laughs> she would be
0: like cersei
1: <laughs> <laughs> whoa okay
0: so yes wow fuck mary banish y'all Meg the Stallion Nicki Minaj Cardi B which one
1: Barty
2: <laughs> um, should I should I go, 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 for, really? it, go okay. for it I think I think okay so I'm just I'm new to the to the wonderfulness of Meg the Stallion <laughs> I'm new to what? that I am it's just uh, I've been deep in the academy it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crawling out of that hole um, but just listening to her I get yeah, it's yeah, being unapologetic about this. But I feel like all of them are unapologetic are. about things. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. I think energy-wise, just by listening in the past, yeah, just by listening, I would I would marry Cardi <clears throat> B. Okay. I would marry okay. Cardi B. Um, because I just, I feel like, I feel like she yeah. would just be just a trip to be around like the entire time she's like wow okay and (laughs) she's also like keeping you real as well Mm -hmm. I feel like she'll just check you immediately not that any of these women wouldn't but I just feel like it would be in this the sense of fun I feel like she's super fun yeah um and yeah just is not afraid to goof around yeah and is Mm. also not afraid to switch back to being like no like you need to
0: cause she's like wait you know um political right like she's using her platform to talk about politics Yep. you know
2: yeah um so I really appreciate that too Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. just like the she yeah she's really on that and sharing that with the community (laughs) or all of her communities all of her fans um so I really appreciate that about her I think I would I think I would I would fuck Meg the stallion. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I feel like, yeah, just the mm. the energy of her music, I think, is also just like, hmm.
0: That's sexy as
2: fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like and also like the stallion, you know what I mean? Yeah, just ready you know, to go. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: no pun intended, huh? <laughs> <Yes>. Marty,
2: <Mighty>, yeah <Mighty. laughs> <Hey. laughs> Um, and then, unfortunately, I think I'd have, Well, there's only one other option. <laughs> it's just I think I would banish Nicki Minaj. Fuck um, off. Well, also, like, could you imagine being married to... M- maybe married to Cardi B and then fucking Nicki Minaj and then having them cross paths in your house? Drama!
3: Ooh! <laughs> I
2: would be like, oh.
0: I bet, people uh, throwing
2: shoes everywhere. Like, I bet I'm Mona like, would
0: love that. <laughs> would love that for a loving hip-hop, right. huh?
2: Oh Yeah, so just to <clears throat> have some sort of... Balance in whatever space I'm in, like whatever house I have where I'm like sleeping with all these women or whatever it is. It's just, like, I think it would be a good balance to
0: have my, Cardi space, B. Is <laughs> my
2: space. Is very sacred. I ain't got time
0: for no mess. <laughs> You're keeping all lanes clear, okay? Yes, yes
3: exactly.
0: What about you, Plana? Oh,
1: right here, Cardi B, wifey, main mm-hmm. fuck Banish that, <laughs> Nikki <on> the automatic. <laughs> bye bye, girl. Bye bye. For all the reasons you guys chose Cardi, <laughs> I really love. Yeah, Cardi B is attractive in so many ways because I love how she's she's unapologetic, unapologetic about just being herself. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she can put herself out there. Not you know, like a lot of people kind of bash her on like not being too educated, not being like they they bash her a lot on like her her, her being. Um, her past being a stripper, yeah. Her past being a stripper, just her 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 appearance before the money mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm. they matched her. But she's like very public about it. Yeah, very public about it. But one thing I love about her is that she's able to put herself on her own platform without makeup and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. still look sexy as hell, mm-hmm. like no makeup at all. Fucking just messy as hell in pajamas, <laughs> and she's like still badass bitch. But you know I, I mean maybe the sound I'm, I'm sure she'll do that too but I haven't seen that I haven't seen mm-hmm. that for sure with Nicki Minaj but yeah. Nicki Minaj looks like her butt is fake chest mm-hmm. is fake it's just like mm-hmm. fake right there Every mm-hmm.
0: we all said we were gonna banish Nicki huh yeah go I'm sure
3: she
0: <laughs> baby girl yeah. step it up <laughs> baby girl
1: get your ducks in order <laughs>
0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to For the Cultures. I'm one of your hosts, D-Boy.
1: And I'm your host, Bex Bumble.
0: What it do, Kaipu? Yay, we got yeah. a special guest in the building with us. I know we've been chopping it up for a minute, but I want to take this time to introduce y'all to our special guest, Lee Kava. Hey, She is a Hafekasi poet and musician of Tongan descent who recently received her Ph.D. in English from UH Manoa. Yay. She is the founder of the Pacific Verse a music and poetry writing workshop series that works with participants to create original lyrics and music using indigenous Pacific languages. Mm. What? Okay. Mm. This August, she is beginning a year-long Fulbright in Tonga. Mm. In fall 2020, she will begin her work as a tenure-track faculty member in the Department of Race and Resistance and Asian American Studies, Within the College of Ethnic Studies at San Francisco State University,
3: can we get a- the
0: room? <laughs> if you're listening right now, can we just get a round of applause for Lee Kava? Oh, no. uh, <laughs> Lee belongs to her families, students, and communities, and dedicates her work to the genealogies of of creativity and liberation in Oceania.
3: Yeah.
0: Lee Kava, <laughs> welcome to For the Goats.
3: thank you thank you we are
0: so fortunate (laughs) to have you here with us i know your your schedule has been super busy i feel like ever since you hit the bay (laughs) you hit the you hit the floor running right you've just been on the move
2: yeah we kind of have to i feel like that was like important it's just yeah it's very get here and come correct and just yeah all right let's do this it's very telling
0: (laughs) of like who you are already you know as somebody who is in the community and um, you know, connected to folks, yeah. just to see you in these spaces and and get to um, be introduced to you and know who you are and yeah. everything like that. For me, it's just been like it's been cool because I was like, they picked the they picked the right one. Hey. Oh, guys, thank you. They picked <laughs> the good one. Even <laughs> they with Pony patsy, <laughs> right? That's that's another thing too. Is right? Um, yeah, I think there's two of us because yeah. I think it was just like one position, yeah, right? It was I'm just one, one position that mm-hmm. uh, folks were um,
2: they really fought for this. They like shout out to Drew, Lassie, yes. Sarah, yes, um, and also you know Rex, all the all the folks who like really, and the community members Ursula, mm. um, yes. everybody who really like came together to put. And I know that I'm not adding as many names as I should because I'm still brand new on the scene, trying to make connections and meet folks. But um, people have been fighting for these, for that represent, um, faculty representation of Pacific mm. Islanders for for ages. Long and that, time. That was, That yeah, I'm very yeah very grateful and also very aware of the genealogy of resistance that made sure that these positions two positions so for me and then also Ponipate Rokolekutu um shout out to the Fijian communities out here yes Um, Santa Rosa stand up (laughs) (laughs) because he's coming he's almost here Um, and so I'm I'm just so. I'm so happy that he's coming and it's going to be really good.
0: It's such a, it's such a moment in history right now, just because I feel like a lot, like you said, a lot of folks have been fighting for this mm-hmm. and we have, you know, in this work, we've been talking about it a lot, right. In terms yeah. of like having, um, having teachers that look like us, having yeah. teacher, having um, classes that teach our histories. Right. Yes, And especially ha- in the Bay Area, especially in the Bay yeah. Area. Right. And so to have you and Pony Pate, <laughs> you know, that's, that's like that's so dope, and I'm just so excited to see what unfolds from this. Mm. Thank you all
2: for having us here. We're really Thanks. excited to you.
0: be here. i <laughs> really we're excited to have you here and a building with us so we can chop it up with you. Yes. <laughs> um. Man, there's just so much. I mean, even yeah. the Fulbright to Thonga, we'll get into it. You know, we're gonna get into it and chop it up. Uh, but before we do, we always like to ground ourselves mm-hmm. and center ourselves in the episode before we get started. You know. Um. Thinking back to the Would You Rather earlier about like culture, right, and Mm -hmm. spirituality and how they're very meshed together. This is like cultural protocol, right, Mm -hmm. that we ground ourselves in the episode. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, we usually ask our guests if you have if you would like to offer any type of blessing. It you know, it could be a prayer, a mantra, a proverb, sure. mm. a quote, just an <laughs> idea, a uh, anything you want to share to really center us.
2: I have a I have a couple, is this that okay? Uh, yeah. Yes. Um we were talking about it earlier, um, but this is just a shout out to one of the Kiai on Mauna Kea right now to Kahala mm. Johnson, mm. Mahea Ahia, um, who are, you know, up there on the front line. Um, Kahala talks about um the fact that us specific uh, specific people are islands moving within islands, mm. and that we carry our islands with us no matter where we go. So it's just reminding myself of that, like cause a lot of us live and love in diaspora. Right. Mm. And so sometimes it's hard for us to get, you know, just economic wise, trying to get back to the islands, mm-hmm. trying to stay there, mm-hmm. trying to learn our languages, and to remember that we always carry our islands within us as we move. So that's one of the things, and then also, um, the translation of kukia mm-hmm. Imona um so Tongan is Maluia Mauna mm-hmm. so to, you know, to stand, protect Mauna Kea, so that's the other one. <coughs> nice. So those are the two. We are islands moving with islands, and then Maluia Mauna Yeah. Words. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So those are the ones that are grounding me now, especially moving so much. Back and forth,
0: your your island is moving all over the place, yeah, right? Now. All over the diaspora. My,
1: my island is like <laughs> jetting around, different ping ponging across the ocean. When, when you say that those uh, that's grounding you, is that mm. like um, is, do you recite it as a mantra? Just um,
2: I do. The, oh, sorry. There's another one that I've been thinking about as well um, that my uncle was talking to me about, and especially about the struggle and um, all of the struggles that our communities are really fighting for. Um, in our different places around Oceania, and one of them is like, um, you lose until you win. Mm. Mm. You lose until that has been something that I'm really um, been repeating to myself as well. It's just um, thinking about how. You stand up there even though you're not sure whether or not you will win. Right. But mm. also thinking back to Asata Shakur, like thinking about like it is our duty to fight, it is our duty to win. Right. And then also it's just like keeping that in mind mm. is like how do you deal with setbacks and how do you deal with all just like you lose until you win. Mm. Um yeah. So that's been something that I've been like reminding myself is just like baby steps mm. and then, you know, just keep going. Mm. keep going.
0: Yeah. And how do you say uh kukya imana e in Tongan again?
2: Maluia Mauna Kea.
0: Maliya mm. well, um, that's the
2: that's the um, that's what uh, the Tongan delegation that went up to Kea has mm. been kind of like circulating mm. as well as just like and also folks in Tonga as yeah. well um, signs from Tonga like the youth out there are really you know Maluia monocare mm-hmm. like um,
0: coconut uh, TV put out a video I just seen of that's um, awesome. um, um An elder woman who, I believe her granddaughters are the the Tonga sisters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she was just sharing about how Hawaii has, you know, was a home to her. And she just recently moved back to Tonga, but like Mm -hmm. how her heart is in Hawaii Mm -hmm. and how um, her and the people of Tonga stand with Mauna Kea. Mm -hmm, They they said that, how do you say it again?
2: Malo'i'a Mauna Kea. Malo'i'a
0: Mauna Kea. Mm. Yeah, that's really dope. Thank you. No, I really feel that, especially just from everything, you know, that... We've been talking about that. We've been um, standing up for yeah. you know, especially yeah. what we can do here in the Bay Area. Um, I I really appreciate you. Thank really you. Really appreciate you bringing that. <laughs> and something that also that makes me think about that I've really been uh, wanting to understand more of, or I feel like I ha- like I have a deeper sense of um, wanting to embrace it because mm. I feel like we talk about it and. We live it out, but I think to have um, that light bulb go off, Mm -hmm. um, this idea of kapu aloha. Yes, yes,
2: very much.
3: Kapu
0: aloha, and and just like, even when we were at the demonstration over at um, the Moore Foundation, Mm -hmm. um, just that, you know, like it's a peaceful protest that Mm -hmm. we're doing and to always carry kapu aloha with us. And, you know, I think for myself, right, like I'm out there and, you know, that that moment where they were having us watch out because cars were coming and whatnot I was like shit I'll go stand in front of these cars and (laughs) and slow down the traffic." you know just be just be very uh,
3: uh,
0: American right be very (laughs) western and like you know attitude like I'm untouchable or whatever but Mm. to think about aloha is like Mm. no listen respect you ain't gotta do all that you know yeah. we could be here and do it call this way
2: call in rather than call out yeah there is time for calling out for sure but calling in is so much more inclusive and is also like it's just extending your love to to people who maybe vehemently disagree with you
0: right <laughs> and at the highest level right like it's mm-hmm. such a high level of mm-hmm. like it makes me think of uh, fa'aloalo mm-hmm. faka'apa'apa, right mm-hmm. just like yeah. the idea of kapu aloha is like you go like, yeah, you have respect and you have love, but you have it. You have to take it to the next level yeah. of like turning yeah. the other cheek, so to speak, right? Yeah.
3: Exactly.
0: Which has been making me think a lot about like just <laughs> where I am with different relationships in my <laughs> life, you know, yes. with people. And I'm like, okay, think about everything that's happening, everything, <laughs> you know, I'm, take it all in <clears throat> and have that for this too. Yes. Yeah. So I appreciate that.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Bruh.
1: Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> what you finna release?
0: I have to really, there's so much I want to release, but I know one thing I want to mm. get off my motherfucking chest. <laughs> my bro, this week is the fact that like people have been coming for my partner right here. Bruh, oh my god, what? With her, what? because of her tattoo huh. on her neck. Okay. Right. Okay. They've
1: they been giving me hell on Twitter. They have been oh, no, not no. only
0: Twitter, uh, also Instagram too. Oh, right? I even see because somebody, yeah, like people were tagging uh, people in the specific picture of yours. Oh, dang. Yeah, but on Twitter, yeah, I was laughing because I was like looking at what folks are saying, <laughs> and it, I was having to check in with Bex because I'm mm-hmm. like, Pana, they coming for you. Uh, what should I do? Because you know, I want to go off. <laughs> I don't want to tear all these motherfuckers up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just kind of because I'm very protective, right? Like, right. those I love, those who are, I care about, you know, my community yeah. is like, nah, you can't fuck. Don't fuck with them. Don't yeah. come
1: for me. Yeah. Don't come for me. Do not. Right.
0: But, yeah. you know, she, Bex was like, nah, we do more with silence than we do engaging, right? And mm-hmm. I am just like, these motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm. yeah they really coming for her saying you know like oh it's ugly and how dare she um, you know misuse, ta- misuse the, use, cultural the cultural mama. markings for her tattoo and mm. but there was also folks who were you know standing for you and mm. going to bat for you in right, terms right. of like
1: appreciate that yeah they, they all sent me um, text messages mm-hmm. they were like get in this they're over here talking we, we got you and I'm just like you know, you know, it's like yeah. it's, it's irrelevant to me. You know, so yeah. it's like man, because yeah. everyone like has a right it. to their uh, their own opinion yeah, right. about it. Yeah. You know, I knew that coming. You know, yeah. when I. Intentionally put it right here, mm-hmm. so I was ready for it, but yeah,
0: and they're hella there late because so that was yeah. like so long
1: ago. I know, I was like, honey, you're Somebody, a too late. You're a somebody's, too tweet, late somebody's tweet was
0: like, Who's auntie that is was this? Five years
1: ago, like, <laughs> I added to that tattoo. Relax, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: your your nieces, uh, actually were standing up for you too because yeah. I think uh, the tweet read, Like, who's that? Somebody get their auntie, da da like, like, this is
2: my auntie, so yeah, oh, yeah. okay, so what, what? yeah,
1: yeah. you know, like, oh, that's so good these gatekeepers
0: the culture yeah
1: i just i i didn't want um d-boy because he was ready he was like i'm about to get i was like no let's step out because at the end of the day like you know like i know he would have given me that same advice mm-hmm. so and and we we stand for a greater cause and a greater yeah. purpose you know as far as yeah. like what we share and speak yeah on this platform and even yeah. outside of this platform mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like although it was like you Know lightweight, irritating. Mm. I was happy that hey, we they're recognizing our, our podcast, so <laughs> tap the, our enemies tap the fuck in, tune in. And if we are and
0: if we, we value ratings, okay, <laughs> if we value everybody's voice, you know, mm-hmm. uh, within this platform, that doesn't necessarily mean that the voices have to agree with us, uh, yes, right? Facts. And so, it's like you are totally 100% able to have your opinion. You yeah. know, like, go off, sis, go yeah. off.
3: Yeah. It ain't gonna make
0: me none, so right. I don't know what you're doing. Like, this tattoo's
1: still gonna be here. Right, but tap in. Okay. Like, share it with
0: more of your friends.
1: <laughs> like,
0: tag the and, podcast. And that's yeah. what's happening. Yeah, right? some folks are, uh, you know, even though those who, like, there was somebody who was very respectful on Twitter, um, and she was saying that, like, she really loves our podcast. Um, she doesn't, you know, necessarily... Um, Agree with like your tattoo or whatnot, but right, she right. but she listened to the episode and she yeah, totally yeah, understands yeah. where you're coming from, and she can I'm respect right. that, right? Like right. she doesn't have to agree, right. but she can respect it, for and sure. that was really help- That was really like nice to see. Yeah. yeah. So that got a retweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, like just to see people going to bat for you was. Um, it was easy for me to yeah, be like, yeah. okay, I don't have to engage, right? I don't have right. to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't right. have to go off, right? Yeah. I don't have yeah. to call out, right? I just... Yeah,
2: yeah, and that's like a, that's another shift, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, because that's the first thing, you know, like, ah, oh, like, what do you, what do you mean you're coming for me? And they get... I didn't do
0: like, I didn't do nothing. and also
2: like we might not even know each other like right. you know what I mean right? it's just like you're not like it's this, this call out not,
0: culture I think yeah, you know especially out. with like on social media yeah. there's you know there's so many debates and conversations sure. people yeah. like I seen one dude tweet something about like the rock don't owe y'all nothing because there's this conversation about the rock
3: mm. that's another bruh. <laughs> <laughs> that's another bro yeah.
0: you know I think the, yeah. I mean there's a there's a highlight in it right there's a positive mm. thing about the rock showing up at Mauna Kea, mm-hmm. um, greeting the elders and being received by folks up there. It's a, it's something special because he has not only the, not only is he just a celebrity, right? But he's mm-hmm. coming to respect mm-hmm. and appreciate everyone's mm-hmm. um protection, all the mm-hmm. kiais up there, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It was a moment because mm-hmm. you know, folks were like, Where's the rock at? Where's the mm-hmm. rock? There he is. He mm-hmm. showed up, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, as so, as someone who is always very critical of The Rock, mm-hmm. I can respect the fact he went up there, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and that he he gave love and he showed love, mm-hmm. um, especially respecting the elders. Mm. You know, I had to talk my little shit because <laughs> <laughs> when they when they went live, somebody said to say "Kukia uh, imana" into uh-huh. the. Um, you know, at the video mm. and the way you pronounced it, it was kinda off. Oh <laughs> of course, yeah. it's okay. You know, like hey, it's
2: like, hey, we gotta practice. We gotta practice.
0: Who am I to judge somebody's use of language when I don't, you know, speak it very fluently or mm. very correctly, but it was just,
3: <laughs> it was to a, lie, little like, just a little oh, bit. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, oh, I'm kinda you know, I'm past that level. Mm. But then I guess I guess there was so much uh um, you know like conversation around like oh it was a publicity stunt and oh, you know, yeah, folks yeah. just having mm-hmm. their opinions and this guy mm-hmm. tweeted like the rock don't owe y'all nothing da, 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 da. Like just going going to bat for the rock and i was thinking to myself i was typing these things out what i was thinking and then i erased mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. i was like no no point to engage yeah. But, but I was just thinking, like, you know, you're going to bat for somebody who don't care about you either, bruh. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't got to stand for him like that. But OK. Yeah. You yeah. know, so it was just, yeah, I was just thinking about all these conversations on Twitter um, mm-hmm. that have really been,
3: bruh, worthy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, eh. don't come for me. <laughs> don't come for me. Yeah, that's
0: really that was really grinding my gears, partner. <laughs> They're coming for you like hella months late, but it's you yeah. know it's okay.
1: Hey, negative attention is good attention. We we'll take it. We we'll take it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how about y'all? Y'all got? What y'all got?
1: How your week mm. been? Okay, I'll talk. I'll go for you. Yes, I'll give you some yeah. time. My week went pretty well. I had a. Uh, I didn't. I didn't spend too much in the meditation area, but I did my own mm. meditation. But I think uh, I'm trying to figure out how to balance like my busy ass schedule and trying mm. to like. Rest, I haven't been really resting, really, like, sleep rest. So mm-hmm. I've been just kind of, like, up. I'm in, like, a transitional season right now. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I'm trying to settle. And I can't settle because it's a new environment, a new city. Yeah. So I'm just kind of having, like, a difficult, difficult time really just kind of readjusting to, like, the East Bay and oh. mm-hmm. the commute and mm. the just the new changes. But... <clears throat>
0: It sounds like meditation would work for you in that in yeah. that kind of situation.
1: <laughs> no, well, I mean, I haven't been at the space because I love the community that I have, but I've been doing my own meditation, which has been good. But it's not too much the same. Mm. But I do need because it's San Jose. I got to drive that far, and I'm just thinking: mm-hmm. should I just do that, or should I just go find a meditation spot in? Because mm. the
0: there's definitely got to be hella there right. There is. In, there's in the actually mm-hmm.
1: a few in the East Bay that I'm sure I'll look into, but. Yeah, I haven't even been too moved to want to even go. Like, I don't know. I've just been feeling like stuck. Like, just like, Mm. I just want to. I've never been in that hibernating season. Mm. This one, I was. It's
2: uncomfortable,
3: isn't it? Yeah,
1: (laughs) I'm hardly there. I I don't ever get to that place in life. So, I'm trying to like, get to the root of what's causing me to really hibernate. Mm. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's. uh, Y'all gonna be my unofficial therapist today. I really like it because I hardly, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm an extreme extrovert, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm an introvert mm-hmm. because I recharge more when I'm alone mm-hmm. than when I'm around people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I'm trying to figure out what is it? Like, what am I supposed to do in this time of hibernating? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to write? Do you want me to create? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to kind of figure out what the universe is trying to do in this season. So mm.
0: what does, what does support look like for you with that?
1: It's mm. a great question. That is a great question.
0: Cause you know I'm here for you, partner. I know you.
1: You <laughs> have been actually. We, we
0: can we can like meditate together in your room. <laughs> really? I need I need, uh, I need it myself. I
1: know. <laughs> Facts. And I think I think support looks like just uh, I don't know. Really, just more from a, a support from afar, not from yeah. up close. Not from because, up close. Yeah. Yeah. This time again, it's very seldom do I ever get to this place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I know that I love it, and I know that I'm just a big believer of, like, if I'm here and I have, like, every other door is shut, Mm -hmm. what do you want me to get in this time, you know? So I'm just trying to open myself to, like, what am I supposed to learn? Mm. What are you trying to say to me? Mm. Am I supposed to create? I'm just trying to really figure out. So it's a great thing. Yeah. But—
0: are you asking this of the Creator? Yeah, the Creator. Like, why do you want me in this? Yeah, you
1: know mm-hmm. why am I here? You know, it's, it's, and it probably has everything to do with maybe He's just trying to give me a new wind, replenish, mm-hmm. re- renew my soul, and just reset. So
0: I feel like it's definitely that part. Of, you know what I mean? When we when we change, when we change scenery, mm. you know, when we're in new chapters of our lives, when we're in different spaces, it's like it, it's a transition. Yeah, and it and it. And it's a roller coaster. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been back in the Bay for almost two years now, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not completely mm-hmm. settled or transitioned. Right, mm-hmm. it's very like I'm very much floating.
1: Yeah, you
0: know, versus having ten toes down. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. Um, it it can it can last forever, but I think it's just about making it,
3: mm.
1: making it
0: your own, right, and making it work for you.
1: Yeah, mm. but the good thing about it is that. I'm now doing a lot more of what I used to love. Like now I'm doing back to music. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm DJing more than I did ever. Mm-hmm. Cause that was like on the back burner. Mm. I'm actually like even creating with like music, piano, like I'm mm. spending a lot more time in that realm that right. I put on the shelf for other things that I thought I was more passionate about. So mm. those have been my key outlets and I'm grateful for. And even kind of finding like, Folks like Jean, she's in in Oakland. I was like, How am I just gonna now bump into you and you're leaving? Okay, so we hung out, and I was just like, You guys
0: became BFFs, yeah, (laughs) y'all became BFFs, BFFs.
1: (laughs) queer FFs. So, (laughs) I
0: like how you said on the last episode, you said queerly beloved. (laughs) I love
1: that, I love that. Uh, but it's been great, it's been great. I love where I'm at. I just, just um, I'm just trying to savor every moment and every second. That's so yeah right. I know it's only for first smidge time yeah. so yeah how about you
2: How about you Lee? Um, I think this week has been really great um, just uh, you know again, just shout out to drew mm. um, lassie and yes. Sarah mm. just um, really <laughs> I called Lassie from North Carolina. And I was like, I think, like, like shit is, ha- like, it is going down. Like, our, our, like, my teachers and my, like, you know, dear friends are, like, chaining themselves to a cattle guard right now on the, mm. s- to make sure the, that they don't go up and develop this TMT, you know what I mean? And so was like, yes, yes, we're gonna do this, and so we we were able to do our our event for Mona Kid. and so just um, just that was just amazing. The, it was like, the was hustle amazing. for that, the hustle for that was just, I've I've never like, I thought I would I thought I would have to like really, um, it would take a while for me to find that community to work like that, mm-hmm. um, because that's um, I'm used to that in Hawaii with the you know the poets, um, the queer. Kanaka and mm. Pacific Islander mm. poets out there mm-hmm. in Hawaii. Shout out to No'u who I think is still on the Mona. Um, no'u Revilla, um, Anjali Roy, who's, um, who also does an, um, another kind of podcast radio show as well out there. Um, and so well, she does. What's some, it called? It's called It's Lit. <laughs> hey. It's called It's Lit and her her name is PHDJ.
4: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Dude, she's amazing. I live, I live, I live. And so
2: her, her so it's lit is about like the literature so she's um, she's a trained editor she's an amazing um, writer Mm. she um, does uh, creative nonfiction Um, and she's she's just amazing and and wonderful and what she does is her uh, it's lit is about focusing on you know Poets, writers, musicians, or anything like that, and what they do is they cu- they have their reading, but they mm. also curate a playlist around their reading. Mm. Mm. So it's the writers you love with the music that goes best around their writing. Mm. Mm. So oh. it's like super amazing, and um, so it's like you know, um, there's literary activism out there, that, of course, like direct um, direct action out there, and I'm just so used to that kind of. Um, that urgency and that immediacy, and I was just like, just coming in, like the there could not have been, I think, a better way to introduce myself to the work that I want to be doing at SF State and in the in the community than working with Lossie Drew, and Sarah to like get that Come teaching going on. Normal. So, the I was dream team, saying, oh. the dream it team, it was amaz- It was so I was like, I was overwhelmed. So it was just like how amazing they are to work with, and so just all my love to them and yes, and keep building with them. I guess I'll go on to the. um the bruh of the the part of us. My bruh goes out to Governor David Ige of oh, Hawaii. Sheesh. Trying to lie and say that Ki'ai are drunks and what? like and are doing drugs and stuff like that and smoking and stuff like that when they know for sure like in Kapu Aloha you do not do that. Right. Also in a Pu'Honua, which is a sanctuary. huh. That is that are those are the rules of like kapo aloha in a in a puu Like you do not, right. you go with your clearest and best alignment. Like right. you, you don't, you know, you don't drink up there. You don't smoke of any kind. Mm-hmm. Um, you come there to make sure that you pay attention to your kupuna and you,
4: right. your elders and make right. sure that
2: they're taken care of. You watch out for the kiki. You watch out for the little ones.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you make sure that you don't leave any. What you bring to the mountain, you take from them. You take with you. So no um, no rubbish. No mm-hmm. you know. And that's also like spiritual rubbish too. Come like you gotta, on. like you I gotta remember chip all that shit. Yeah, you do, <laughs> really do. spirits out You really do, like you really do. And um, um, I had the opportunity to go off to Mona Kid a couple years ago with um mm. Noelani Goodyear Kaopua, Hokulani Aikau, and Noenoi Silva. Like mm. shout out to you know, the teachers out in um, UH Manoa's um, Indigenous politics program, mm-hmm. um, where they did an exchange with us with um, uh, Jeff korn and his um, students who were coming from Canada, um, just indigenous folks out there. Um, and that was, you know, that was like really, when we went up there to, you know, give offerings to the Ahu and, um, you know, going up there, um, we didn't go to the summit, but we went up to the visitor center as well to, to listen to some of the aunties and to visit one of the heiau, one of the temples. Mm. Um you really have to, it's such an interest, not an interest, it's such an important exercise that they really had us do. It's just like, you got to check to make sure like, you know, are you ready to be up here? And if you're not, it's okay. You can, you can wait a little bit further down, but you got to yeah. check your energy when you go up there. Wow. And so to have David Ige, Try and lie about these people who not only like embody these practices but also teach it to all to those of us who are not Kanakamalu, who are mm. not native Hawaiian. Right. Which is like this huge, like, bruh, you're just digging this bigger hole for yourself. Like you're done, dude. For real. Like it's like I can't so you're, believe you're, you're a lying Six
0: you are digging a yeah. hole six feet deep. It bro. Is
2: really is. And it's just like all you gotta there's you lose nothing by protecting this land. Right. You lose nothing.
0: He's trying to like smear Yeah, exactly. It's like a smear campaign yeah, against a smear the, campaign. the Kanaka
2: and going off of these these very racist yeah. ways that Kanaka have been treated in their own homelands Right. of like, you know, can't steward their land, they're alcoholics they're, you know, it's just like, mm. this sounds very similar to the ways that they describe all people of color right. and yeah. folks who are trying to stand up for their rights You they, know, they to try to criminalize people who yes. are protecting themselves.
0: They definitely do that to yeah. the Native Americans exactly. here in America right, exactly. like try to paint the picture of them being these yeah. these, uh people they are not.
3: Yeah,
2: exactly. Right,
0: right. That. that they are not.
2: Yeah.
4: Ugh. Yeah. So I so like, wish bruh. everyone
1: could see Danny Wood's face. <laughs> you know,
0: there's a, there's a, um, I had seen a, a sign that somebody made it, it was a Samuil that made it. And it said, Ike, a guy. Yes. And then I believe there was another sign that said, Ige, ufa. <laughs> oh no oh, Yeah, exactly.
2: It's just like
0: But oh my he gosh. deserves. Yes. You exactly. know he deserves like and there's so many what's really
1: hey sorry you should capture this is my niece you should capture it in the e-gay that's my niece like she made that's a, a meme right I'm there bro I'm gonna give you this so you can put a meme I, I
0: wish y'all could it. see this it's a picture like of Bex's niece and she got that that stank, stank, face. stank, stank face, face that this face on yeah. top. I'm like, gonna send
1: it to you gonna make it
0: <laughs> oh yeah listen, we're, we're gonna make yeah. a meme for the cultures
1: for the cultures
0: but like yeah. for you know just the, the this is so dis- like that's disgusting, mm. not just for the simple fact of what he's trying to do, right? Like mm-hmm. that's propaganda, right? Mm-hmm. But, but <laughs> straight up, but just the layers connected to like colonization, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's so many there's so many fucked up layers to this, mm-hmm. and it's you just want. I mean, for me, I just want to. Not banished the mother. like I want to <laughs> kill that <mother>. like <laughs> but you know that's not kapu aloha, yeah. right? And and uh, it's just, just so disgusting. Yeah, I, I'm speechless at the you know at the same time yeah. because of it's how complex it is
2: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Right. hmm Yeah. <sighs> That was like, a pretty intense brotherly.
0: I mean, there's so much more we could say. Right. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna park it right there. We're gonna get into these announcements and then we'll okay. be right back. The Wayfinder Scholarship is a collaboration of the Wayfinders brand and scholars Levalassi Loyan and Andrew Vai. As Pacific Islander students in higher education, you have accepted your identity as a wayfinder in pursuit of a college degree. As former students in higher education themselves, they founded the Wayfinder Scholarship to recognize your work and support you in your journey. The requirements for this scholarship are to be a current full-time undergraduate college student in California at a community college or university, be Pacific Islander, specifically Melanesian, Micronesian, and of Polynesian descent, have a cumulative GPA of 2.0 or higher. Submit your application, transcripts, and video submission by August 31st, 2019. If you have any questions, please email them at Wayfinders Scholarship at gmail.com. And you can also follow at Fearless Wayfinders for more questions. To support, purchase gear online or send Venmo donations to at Jordan Fihaki to support one of two one thousand dollars scholarships.
1: All right, all right. I'm excited to uh, enter into our ICU segment. This is where we get to recognize our uh, Pacific Islander. Uh, community workers, people who are doing great things in their uh, communities and life in general, just, you know, where we we just recognize brown excellence. Mm. So Mm. I'm excited. I'll actually start. Um, Mm. I want to give a special shout out. And I see you to uh, Spulu's event this week. (laughs) Yes, He had, it's called the Spulu Art Exhibit Show, which, which had a live art and fashion show. Uh, for the cultures had the privilege and honor to be a part of that. And it was lit. It was lit. Y'all was there? It was, mm-hmm. it was lit. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the fashion show was awesome. I, I was expecting it to be a little bit longer, but that five minutes was pretty impactful. It was all culture. Yeah. it was yeah. cultural cultural attire um, also, I saw people wearing like I think like people I were so like, yeah
2: like the kiki and,
1: and
3: yeah and I was like oh, yes yeah
1: <laughs> and I don't know if light if, or pastel pink was the theme color
3: I think it was yeah
1: mm. but it was I love it. it was popping because
0: because he also was wearing I the know. pastel pink yes. <laughs> so the, the line the collection it was I seen it I seen yes. the aesthetic
1: <laughs> it. and yeah. shout out to Roots Roots mm. was, uh, yes. she was modeling for that fashion show, but spooloop did an amazing, he did an exceptional job, like that Mm. whole thing was lit and you know, the girl on the DJ (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: over there (laughs) (laughs) cupcaking
1: He meant the song. He meant, he meant the song. You had to be there. <laughs> yeah.
4: But hey, don't, hey, hey, how about the how about the green bottle then? Leave? Oh, wow. oh my gosh,
1: like I feel. Oh
2: gosh,
1: man, hold on. Let me do my I see, you, and then I will recognize the green bottle. But anyways, Sapulu your event was lit. I I look forward to um, mm. attending more of those fashion shows. And thank you for um, allowing for the cultures to be a part of this amazing collective. We was like. Yeah, we had a grand time. Last his last fashion show, D Boy and I pulled up like, turned the fuck up. We, we pre-gamed at a spa. We was ready. We was ready. And you know what? Because D Boy, when he gets into his element of like, you know, just on a good, I'm on a, on a just good, on bus, a good one. he ends up being like the the life of the party because mm. it was like this fashion I mean the fashion show the crowd was already lit but D-Boy mm. was just like come on girl Th- there, there was this girl she was modeling and there's the tree branch accidentally mm-hmm. hit accidentally kind of hit her mm-hmm. hair and then he was like go ahead, go ahead girl fuck that tree that tree ain't shit <laughs> I, was like, I was like D-Boy
3: <laughs>
1: she's, that girl's all trying to play it off. Y'all okay she's and D-Boy out loud fuck that tree that tree ain't shit you still look good I was like alright but like I said Spooloo Thank you so much for putting together an amazing event. Just want to let you know, I see you. Awesome. I'll go. Um, I have a couple of ICUs First and
2: foremost, again, I know I've been talking about them a lot, but um, to Drew Lassie, Sarah. Yes. Um, just, it was like a dream team. <laughs> like, and like Going out there with you guys was, um, it was like, it, I don't have a lot of words to like really express how... How deeply I felt that, mm. and, like deeply supported, and then it just gives me more of like a responsibility to respond in kind. So. Mm. Mm. Um, you know I see you guys like just hustling to you know also shout out to PJ with the Bayview YMCA like having that space ready for us Mm -hmm. like that was just that was amazing I got to see PJ last night and (laughs) hang out with him so that was super cool too right Um, and then yes, also Ursula who also uh, you know organized and Uncle John who organized that first space like Mm. we were thinking like oh maybe it'll just be like 20 people and it'll be fine and then it like got up to 50 and we're like Like, like we need to move Right. Um, so they had organized a space um, beforehand for oh, us, and then okay. we and then we moved to the YMCA for for more space. Mm. Um, so everybody who did that, it was just I see you. I'm so um, I'm so blessed and privileged to be able to work in community with you all. So I see mm. you. Can I just say
0: that yes. y'all really did that too? <laughs> you, Sarah, mm. Lost, Drew, mm. um, PJ, Urs, mm. You know, just mm. thank you all so much for hosting. Okay. Um, A teaching about Mauna Kea Holding that space It was uh, very informative Mm. Uh, The mana was very real in that space Mm -hmm. Um, And even Yeah, just just everything That you all had provided for us In Mm -hmm. terms of like having the ability to either learn uh, historical context, Mm -hmm. political context, and even Mm -hmm. to uh, have a space to be creative. Mm -hmm. Yes, and with actionable items. It was really dope. So my hat's off to all of you who organized that space.
2: Thank you so much. So thank you, um, everybody who was there as well. Oh, my goodness. Word. Um, I see you. I was, you know, just being there in that space was it was really transformative mm. so i see you all and then I, I also have one more i see you and this goes out to a very special person to to me um is luciana ross she has family in um east palo alto also in rockland um but she's living in hawaii right now she's one of the kiai who went up to the mm.
4: um
2: she's you know got um she's a sister um, who speaks Olala Hawai'i and Tereo Maori, like, you know, just Dope. learning in, in our, our languages and stuff. And she's also um, someone who really deals with plants, native plants. Mm. So she's she's a gardener, always has been. Um, and just, I see you going up to that mountain. I'm like going to get choked up. <laughs> oh, um, hmm. I see you going up there. Like, I see you holding on to your kuleana and um, keeping our ties as as people who are responsible to to the land that we're on. Mm-hmm. And so I follow you, I see you. Um, you lead you lead me a lot. So I see you. I love you. Okay. Uh, oh I'm gonna cry. Mm. <laughs> it's okay. She's gonna I be feel like I, I also know she's gonna be like, you talked about me on the radio like, <laughs> on a podcast. How dare you? But um, I just wanna recognize her because yeah. she's very quiet, soft spoken, um, always puts herself in the back first. Um, to help with kupuna, to help with elders, to watch over the kids, to, and, you know, also to take care of the plants. She takes care of the land. And so, yeah.
0: It's very Tongan of the
2: Very much so. Very Tongan very, woman. Very much so. I've come to learn <laughs> and, <laughs> and love and appreciate yes. and respect. Yes. Um So I, you know, Nane, I look to you for so much, and I see you. Mm. Yeah.
0: Thank you. <laughs> uh, my ICU this week, it— it's by way of you all providing that space, <laughs> uh, but my ICU mm. it goes out to Dr. Kalama Okaaina Nihil. Did I say that correctly?
3: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: Dr. Kalama mm. is a part of the Mana Medic Healers Hui. Mm. Uh, the co-founder, co-founder, the co-founder mm. of the Mana Medic Healers Hui. Can you explain to us what a Hui is?
2: A Hui is a group.
0: It's a group. Yep. Okay. There you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's the best way I know to like, the collective. The yeah. collective of folks.
0: Um Dr. Kalama is also a medical officer uh, on the Hokulea. Yeah. Which mm. is really dope. Mm. Um and just comes from generations yes. of res- uh, resistance yeah. in Hawaii, right? Yes.
2: Her yeah, her her parents, her grandparents, yeah, just um, yeah, she's, amazing. she's amazing, and she also was um, co founding one of the meta over at Standing Rock, yes. As well, yes, yes she shared she that, w- that with us, she right? She was instrumental in that as well, and she, and she trained there.
0: She, she trained, trained there, she said she learned so much from yeah. there, and she really like even though the focus was on what's happening on Mauna Kea, mm. she uh really brought forth the importance of being connected to all the fights for in, you know with indigenous yes. folks right like shout out um, to
2: folks at Ihumato who they, are standing up there for their yes. for their rights shout out to the folks who were organizing Puerto Rico yes so mm. that he can win right um, and they won the, yeah and they won and they won. And, they won and shout out to the folks who are still taking care of Standing Rock absolutely there. um and of of course to the KI that she's up there with i think she, she i think she, by now she should be back she on the road she should be back yeah. right yeah she was yeah.
0: um going back the next day uh, Mm
2: -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. um and something that dr columb she talked about so many so many great um nuggets right Mm -hmm. that i really took away from there you know she expressed that like she knows that folks are are everywhere right and Mm want to stand in solidarity Mm -hmm. and what we can do in in our spaces you know away from the mauna yes she said um even though we are away like she, they, they need us to be the Mauna here. Yes. Right? And, and the, Mauna, the Mauna is with, within us. Mm. And to play our part, especially here in the Bay Area, right? Yes. Like one big thing that Dr. Kalama said was that we all have the ability to go... Um, um, to these spaces that are investing in this telescope to hold them accountable
2: specifically the UC system Caltech and um, the Gordon and Betty Moore Foundation has here in um, Palo Alto in Palo Alto so you know we have that opportunity to really um, organize as Pacific Islanders um, in in allyship with Kia'i and with allyship with all our our communities to really put pressure on them to defund the TMT immediately to Mm -hmm. immediately defund the TMT
0: Um, Dr. Kalama also shared this after she did the Oli she shared a story Mm. Um, and to quote she said I believe we are living in the prophecy of Kapihe Mm -hmm. Uh, the prophecy says there will be a time when that which is above those in power will be brought down low and there will be a time when those of us below will rise up and the islands will join together and the walls will stand Mm. and um just the fact that she says that we are now living in the prophecy of Kapihe, mm. and to be able to explain that to us, I don't know if I did any justice with her quote, but that was perfect. please, please it was explain perfect. more of you know. <laughs> um, but just, just her, just her whole, the whole way she explained. Mm. Um, What's happening, what she's done, you Mm. know, being up there, her time in at Standing Rock, Mm -hmm. uh, what they're developing now and what we could do here. Mm. I was so moved. I was already moved being in that space Mm -hmm. at the teach in right Mm -hmm. with just having you all organize the space Mm. um, teach us and also like allow for information to be shared. But also to have someone who just came from the Mauna, Yeah. Share with us, you know, what's happening and what she's doing and to share a story. I was just mm-hmm. so moved, right? And and she also yeah. said that like, um, she said something to the effect of like we can't just keep theorizing. Yes. These things, right? We have theory to act means nothing on it. without action. Right. Yeah. And so when we, if you think about it, mm-hmm. do it. We think mm-hmm. we do. We think mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think even back to when we were talking about, or when you grounded us, I believe mm-hmm. it was you were saying. Um, you keep losing until you win, mm-hmm. right?
3: Mm-hmm. That whole
0: sense of like, yeah. you fail one time, you keep going. You yeah, fail another yeah, time, yes. you keep going. Yeah. Never, don't give up. And that's so hard, right? Like yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, speak yeah, for yeah. myself as just mm-hmm. somebody who, you know, don't want to take a L. And if mm-hmm. I take a L, I take it hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard to get to that point of where it's like, okay, I see the lesson in it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. you just really absorb the L. Yeah, yeah. And it
2: makes it more process based rather than you know product based Mm -hmm. process over product so
0: and that's um, the essence of like resistance right it's Mm -hmm. like you gotta resist that that (laughs) self doubt within (laughs) that negativity within to keep going Mm -hmm. and like just take that L Mm -hmm. so all of that I just wanna really appreciate you Dr. Kalama Oka'aina Um, I wanna say I see you
2: Mm. awesome (laughs)
0: Alright y'all Tap back in with these announcements And we'll be right back The Essence of Mana Parent Project Is a free 12 week class Designed to support adult family members Develop communication skills And tips leading to more love And nurturing family relations This is happening August 8th For more information And to pre-register Please contact Nani Wilson At 650 243 4850. You can also email her at nwilson at aars.org. That's nwilson at ours.org. This is open to the whole family. Please register today.
1: All right, all right, all right, right. I'm excited to get into this chop it up section. Yeah. We have an amazing guest in here, and um, we've already kind of like low-key <laughs> off air um, interviewed her, but we we're like, you know what? Let's kind of just hold that thought and let's uh, yeah. let's, let's wait until we uh, record mm-hmm. on air because you have a lot of great things that is happening okay. right now in your life. Mm-hmm. So we want to kind of dig into it. Sure. First and foremost, we want to know all about you. <laughs> talk. Let's talk about um, just wh- who you are as a person, sure. how you got involved in what you're doing now, sure. and um, yeah. First, let's talk about two things. Okay. What do you do? What are your hobbies? Uh. And and um give me one, partner just what are what's your ho- what are your hobbies and throw in like a random just fact question about her
0: what's self care for you Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> what does self care look like
2: <laughs> before you. you go into like who you are okay, okay. so hobbies that i do um is a shout out to my bestie joseph han over in honolulu what we do is we um we <laughs> we just kind of like sit in a room together and just like share songs <laughs> like little nerds that's right like, share music like, share music um, yeah we share music have you heard this one have you
3: heard this one yes and just like, I love that.
2: Oh, you know and we're so Joseph yeah we kind of just try and like share songs that we think are going to be like the other one will like mm. a lot so Joseph really likes the bangers <laughs> oh just I like the like, bangers he's just like um uh, you know, with a new Dreamville album that came out, and like mm. um, he's he's now becoming a you know deeper fan of Earth Gang in particular, mm. and so like in you know, so kind of. I need to listen that to this. Him. I
1: haven't heard of Bangers of Earth Gang. Ever.
2: Yeah, they um they're wonderful. It's a duo. Okay. It's um it's a duo of these two rappers who are just um just amazing. Yeah. Nice. Um, a lot of people are, I think. Um, and I'm not on social media that much anymore. Like, I'm trying to get back onto it. Um, but a lot of people are comparing them to Outcasts a lot. Really? Mm. Um, just with, uh, you know, with their style. And they're just like, they're mm. just so smart, so clever. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So fast, to the two of them. Right. Um, and they're hilarious. Their music videos, especially voodoo, hilarious. <laughs> like, it's so good. Um, yeah. So that's what that's a hobby that helps calm me down a lot. Is like, nice. I just go over to Joseph's house, or he goes over to mine, or we go over to his partner, Sam's, house and shout out Kalihi Valley um <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like we literally I always wonder what Samantha is always thinking like when Joseph and I are hanging out because it's just like are you two just gonna like go to the Magic Castle which means just smoke and then, <laughs> and then just share music because you just like
1: sit there listen to music and like you know when are you pretty we, critical when it comes to like analyzing music sounds uh,
2: I I feel like I have to balance that with how critical I have to be within Pacific Studies, like which is my which is my specialty. So like when we're listening to music, it's just like yeah, I like this drop right here. Yeah, <laughs> or you know, like or like oh okay, I was paying into I was paying attention to the lyrics right there. So It's mm. amazing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> nice. Like and we also just like to be clowns. Like we're just like huh, oh, this is quite silly. Let me share this mm-hmm. thought. <laughs> so hanging out with Josephine nice. and sharing music is a good hobby. And then what self care? Self care, yeah. Um, Self care is uh, listening to music for me Girl. for sure.
1: Yes. To music. <laughs> it's the same
2: answer for everything. It's <laughs> like music is the answer. Oh, yeah. and you
1: play music.
2: Yeah, I well, play music. It's um, healing. It is. Yeah, performing music is not necessarily <laughs> super um, de-stressing. Mm-hmm. But, um, Do you
1: jam? Of jam I, I try and
2: j- do jam sessions. That's one of the things I want to do when I finally can settle back into the Bay Area is just to like start jamming with people because oh. that's one yeah. of the things I miss a lot. Um, and so, yeah, that's what a lot of, you know, the self care is that and also meditation. Mm. You get on meditation. <laughs> um, what does that look like for you? Meditation is. Um, so I do the guided, guided meditations yeah. as well, but also one of my aunties just reminded me, It's just like every breath mm. is a meditation. Yeah. Mm. And so like, even when you're not sitting in, you know, s- you know, sitting in stillness and, and doing that meditation, just, um, you do meditation at all times. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a matter of paying attention. Mm. Um, so, and going back to the breath. Um, so there's that. And then also. I think, um, yeah, just being with like, you know, the homies that you feel like you don't really have to the ones that you can just sit in silence with, you know? Yeah. Mm. And those folks where you're, you know
0: That you can be like just undone. With. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And, and I feel like that's um being with my brothers sometimes is, mm. is like that. It's just like I don't really I don't have to I don't have to talk. Mm-hmm. Um and they're just you know usually we're traveling somewhere and they're just saying ridiculous shit and I'm just like you know I'm just sitting in the like sitting in the back seat and rolling with people you know yes (laughs) yes. (laughs) Um, Danny Boy um, yeah allowed me to do that where he was like you know sitting and chopping it up with Lassie in the front seat and Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like chilling in the back (laughs) just hanging out so that's that's a good sense of self care is where you can just allow yourself to be in the back with folks. Not have yeah. to
0: have all these hats on, right, that, yeah. you, that you have to wear.
2: Yeah, it's just like, I'm the person sitting in the back seat. And
0: <laughs> and and I and just let me be. I'm, I, this is <laughs> yeah. the best for me right now. Honey, this is my best life.
1: Honey, just let me be. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let me fly. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> so as, you, as we said in your bio, you mm. are the newly appointed tenure track professor at San Francisco State mm-hmm. University Come on. Um, Pacific studies right
2: um, so it's housed um, so it is critical Pacific studies oh, critical paci- but okay. it's housed within housed within uh, the Department of race and resistance um, studies and then we're also going to be teaching with Asian American studies too oh wow
0: okay and yeah. so you interviewed for this right you went yes. up for it <laughs> let's talk about what that process was like for you and and then I think there's also what was it like to to wait Mm. you know, after interviewing That's all the way good. up until we got to the call. Yeah.
2: Mm. So, um, yeah, the call went out last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will admit that every single step of this, like just turning in the paperwork, I was like, all right, this is the only step I'll be able to make. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, they're going to do this. And then, and then just feeling, um, very grateful for the opportunity to just do an interview. Mm-hmm. How'd you um, find
0: out? How'd you find out about it? The position? Um,
2: okay. So randomly, mm-hmm. actually, I, um, It was last semester, so I was working on dissertation. I was actually just past... I just got an ABD, so uh, ABD is all but dissertation. So anytime, mm. you can, and it is a status for those grad students out there, like mm-hmm. you know, those of you who may be thinking about getting a PhD or anything like that. Hit me up; I will help you do whatever you want to do. Mm. Um, give you application materials, whatever. Um, but ABD is a status that you've passed your qualifying exams, whatever those look like, mm-hmm. and then you also defend. Usually, and there's a different order. Sometimes folks will have to defend their proposal and then take their exams. Or Or they'll take their exams, pass their exams, and then um, they'll have to defend their dissertation proposal. Mm. So I had just defended and got um, ABD status. And then um, I was in a workshop for, you know, making your CV professional and stuff like that because mine had like bullet points and stuff. It was not. I just learned and
0: what a CV was and that is. Yes, curriculum is stressful.
2: It is. It is because you have to. This is another thing for those of you who are like gathering your resumes. Anything you do, any shows you do, any conferences you speak at, any events that you are part of, yeah. you, you can either be a feature or you can be just like a um you know, someone who reads there, or you organize something, put that on your resume. Mm -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. Um, Every single thing.
2: Every single thing. Mm -hmm. And of course, you can also pare it down depending on where you're sending that that resume or that CV, that curriculum vitae, which is what it, you know, the Latin that it stands for. Um, (laughs) Curriculum what? Curriculum vitae, Mm -hmm. yeah. Latin. (laughs) But (laughs) like I was like like, how would we describe this in our you know, I know what's resume in Tongan? I gotta look that up. (laughs) (laughs) Um but I mean, I mean, that would be an interesting exercise is just, you know, the ways that we think about how we share information about ourselves within mm. our, within our um, Pacific communities, very different from the style and mm. the way that they do it in the academy. Right. Like, you got to be upfront, like, this is my degree and this is da, 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 da. But how would we do th- You know, I we do like that we through wouldn't. genealogy. Yeah, we do it through genealogy and just being there. Instead of putting ourselves out there, we're just like, okay, what can I give first and what can I communicate? Right. And, um... Uh, contribute first mm. before I'm like, this is what I do. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, so that workshop was really helpful yeah, um, yeah, with yeah. one of our professors who was like really just super, um, just amazing training that I got. And I feel really lucky to have been there with that group of um, people, um, you know, on the job market trying to get those jobs. Nice. Um, mm. And so that, you know, and the exercise was go find a job, you know, go find a list of jobs and then, you know, we'll, even if you don't apply to them, you know, Figuring out how to create the documents, mm-hmm. especially as teachers, so mm. it's a whole shit ton of things you got to do. You got to just the CV is a workshop in itself. Oh, okay, workshop. <laughs> we got a workshop for that. It's a workshop for that. <laughs> <laughs> Damaging. <laughs> um, and then, and then there's your cover letter, mm-hmm. which I did not know was a thing. Um, like, I, I've heard of that cover letters before right, with your resume, right. but this is like your cover letter is literally your statement of who you are wow. and mm. why you're applying to this job. And it's like there's certain, you know, each paragraph does different things. Mm. And then, so like your curriculum vitae, your um, cover letter, your teaching philosophy, mm. your statement of diversity, your, um, yeah, those are usually the four main documents. And then sometimes you have to do a teaching philosophy, uh, teaching, um, uh like dossier which is a whole other thing we actually have to do math oh shit <laughs> where you actually have to like do like statistical analysis and like all the, or you know where you say like this many people like really liked my classes and mm. this many people like had issues with them or like this is my approval writing and like it's like this whole dossier of stuff yeah um fortunately i did not have to prepare one of those <laughs> but then you also have a writing sample yeah mm-hmm. um and then yeah it was just it was a lot um And so getting all those things together was, like, this huge, like, self-reflective process Mm -hmm. of, like, what am I doing? Like, who am I? What have I done? Um, So it really is about, like... Documenting your life as you go through. So anybody mm. who's like getting their resumes together, no matter what job, is like, you do so much, yeah, um, yeah. and you can put them into different categories. Like you can put it into um, community service and organizing. You can put it into education. You can put it into teaching. Mm. You can put it in. You know all these things that you do, mm-hmm. just kind of documenting yeah, them. So yeah, that yeah. depending on what job comes up, you can just like here, this is what I do. Publications and stuff like that. Um, so going through that process was, um, I was also writing my dissertation at the same time, um, in order to make sure that should I, in the, in the unlikelihood, just thinking about the numbers, like it's not likely that you're going to get called back, you know, just seeing as like mm. the pool of, you know, folks who are going, um, but making sure that, um, I have my dissertation, like. Ready and ready to go. Right. Um, so you're writing poetry, writing essays, and, mm. and getting that together. Um, And then really just kind of preparing for what that actually means. Like there's this whole broader part of like, okay, I'm going into academia, Mm -hmm. but then also really, really thinking about what does it mean to come correct in the Bay as a Pacific Islander going up for a position that, um, has been fought for like community and students and alumni and adjunct faculty really fighting to get this done. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and make that possible so it's just like honoring that genealogy and first of all being aware of it going in Mm -hmm. and so like being able to like talk to community about like you know folks that had gone to SF State um, it's just like what's the you know for Pacific Islanders what's the vibe here Mm -hmm. Um, what is it that we need you know what is it that would be asked of a teacher going in Um, and then doing the doing the interview is um, you know going through the job talk you there's this is so this is a very strange kind of translation that you have to have between, you know, knowing that you're in the academy broadly, but also speaking to very specific people yeah. and answering their questions and just being, you know, just being transparent and just uh, yeah. I think the whole time that I was doing doing that, I was just like, don't dishonor your ancestors. <laughs> like, I was just like, hold it together, Jeez. hold it together, and just you, represent well. You know, that's here, all you gotta do
1: in your um your whole just kind of education journey
3: mm.
1: were you ever at one point did you ever feel like giving up and dropping up when i was doing my exams and how did you bounce back like did, who was there a supportive people was <laughs> oh, there how a you, mentor how did you keep going? oh yeah like was there a mentor yeah. were there well, i mean a good
2: friend mm-hmm. that was there yes, with you yes that was name, luciana ross who i th- i did mm-hmm. my icu nice. with like she was there like literally um cuz when you do these exams which are ridiculous mm-hmm. um they really need to redo this um so i'll just give you a picture of what um at least the english exams are are so okay. you pick 3 areas these are we call them your areas exams. And again, this is just for UH Manoa. It's not necessarily for every other Mm. English department.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Mind you, I'm in the English department as a poet, as a creative writer. Mm. So that was my track. You could do literary studies, cultural studies, or composition and rhetoric. And then I did creative writing as a poet. And um, everybody has to do this where you pick three areas and you pick two examiners. For each one. Mm-hmm. And you essentially write a paragraph about it, and then you pick about 50 different texts.
4: Mm. Now, a
2: text can be a book, it can be an essay, or it can be a collection of essays, it could be a video. So, it really, you negotiate with your examiners about that. Mm-hmm. You take about six months to a year to read all of those. So, about 150 texts that you're responsible for. And then. What? Yeah. It's a little bit nuts. It's like, it, but it's like also like research, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but the thing was, is I got to collect stuff from the community. I got right. to collect stuff. Like, like oh. I got to, I got to be tested on like, you know Albert Went, Konaiha Lutheman, Teresa Siangatone, Will Giles, like you know yeah. these poets, like you know, you know what I mean? Those fire ants. Yes, poets. exactly. So it's just like mm-hmm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> so, kind of cool to
0: do research on your own people. Yes, right? exactly.
2: Yeah. And then, um, you know, when you're ready, you as you know assign a date, and it's about a six month a six week process. You essentially start with your two week out meeting where you mm-hmm. meet with all your committee and they um, they select the texts that if they're when they ask you your their, your questions, they can only refer to those. They're called departure texts. Oh. So they pick, you know, a couple of texts and you're like, OK. And then two weeks later. So those are the texts. that is about 12 mm. that you have to know backwards and forwards. Like you need to know these texts like they're in your body. Right. Um, and then you start your exams and the exams <laughs> are three weeks. They're of nice. horror um and so Damn. you dis- you select and mind you many of us are teaching at the same time
3: Damn!
2: shout out to alu the um grad student um grad students at uh who are trying to unionize right now mm. um and because we're not we're not being paid a living wage to teach Shh. essentially to do professor professor level work Damn. if all the grad students so just giving you numbers right now at the English department at uh-huh. UH Manoa um, in the English 100 which is required for everyone going through UH system to graduate from UH uh-huh. um, I think it was the number was 80% of those classes were taught by graduate students 80%, 80%. meaning it's sometimes higher like some 75 to 80 percent depending on the yeah that's so hella if, high so if we decided not to show up yeah yeah right. or grad students across if we decided to not show up the university would shut down Is Ooh.
0: I feel like is that like the the professors pimping up the,
2: the grad no, students? I, also, like, this is just the system of mm. the way that graduate students are taught, you know. And there are, like, I just also want to say that in the English department, I was very, you know, I was lucky to have the professors that I had mm-hmm. who, like, took care of me and trained me. But at the same time, they have different kinds of pressures on them, right? About, you know, ask that they're, you know, it's really the way that the university is structured mm. and the way that the administration treats graduate students as transient. The um, mm. transient population also it's just like, oh, well, we're covering your tuition. And it's like, well, I still can't, I still can't pay my bills. I still can't you know what live, I mean? right? Exactly. But going into this, a lot of us are still teaching at this time when we have to take our exams. And the exams are like this. You select a day, you are given, uh, so for me, it was a Saturday, mm-hmm. um, three Saturdays in a row. I was given my essay questions at 10 a.m. in the morning. And these can be anywhere from two to four essay questions. And I have to pick two questions to answer and I have 24 hours to answer that question, and I turn in my exams at 10 a.m. the next day on a Sunday. Now, mind you, when we're answering these questions, like, to answer one question would be about 15 pages. Bruh. Unbelievable. <laughs> Bruh. So you're writing anywhere between 30 to 50 pages in a night. Bruh. Yeah, and of course, what was the first thing that your you know teachers told you about writing papers? don't wait until the night before. <laughs> yes. And then at the highest level of this, they're like, write it. it in a night. <laughs> write, write a research paper in a night.
0: See, it's all set up to fail.
2: Yep, and then you pass that first thing. Uh-huh. So you send it in, it's pass-fail. It's not like you're not great Oh, it's now. not great. It's oh. pass-fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you pass that, you then do that the next week. And then you do it another week. There's three times, because you got three areas, right? And then those are kind of like tickets <laughs> that you collect in order to like take the oral exam, which is a 90-minute exam. Um, if people are thinking about doing this, please do not feel like this should in any way deter you from going to graduate mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. I feel that, deterred like, No, 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 because there are those of us who are just ready to train you and ready to sit there and be with you and Word. walk you through it, because... Fifteen one,
1: pages one night. Goddamn. God damn!
2: But that's twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just like, all right, I'm finished with my first paper, and now I got to write the next one. That's yeah. the Strategies back. for it. yeah, it was, we got to change that system. <laughs> there are many different ways to show your prowess and your breadth of knowledge, and that's the thing. It's like they're asking you. It's a very long book report, mm-hmm. and so it's not necess- you're not necessarily making a new argument. You're just showing your breadth of the field, right. so that mm. and so the the logic behind it is that you should be able to teach a graduate level course in this area. Mm-hmm. So my areas were Pacific poetry, right. um, Pacific poetry and poetics, Indigenous theory, and creative writing for social change. Well, I Ooh, feel like we're you know like this theory. this
0: whole process sounds very demanding and very strenuous. I'm thinking about the mental health impacts,
2: but yes, but at the same yeah.
0: time, I feel like. Um, it could be, you know, this is my assumption, but you're getting to do all of this writing mm. and unpacking. Yes. With about Pacific, yes. Pacifica um, people. Yes, exactly. Right? Like, what was that like to, to, was I mean, it, seemed, it seems, it seems,
2: <laughs> it seems like a lot,
0: but if you're talking about about your people, you know, your you just people, right? Go, go,
2: exactly. Oh, that's what's up. Um, and one of the things that was really amazing to do was just to be able to write about, people who are like pillars of of the fields that i'm yeah. in so pacific mm. studies so to be able to you know approach a pele haofa in a different way maybe and mm. to look at the the style of his writing as a particular way it's like we, we so we focus so much on the content right because it's so important to our people like yeah sea of islands versus islands in a far sea mm-hmm. um you know doing that kind of stuff but i you know being able to Come at that from different angles and put um, those essays in context with other Tongan writers, um, with other writers around the time. So that essay came out around the same time that Honani K. Tras was also writing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He actually, so Apelihakaufa wrote that that essay, R C of Islands, when he was going to present it at Kona oh. um, for a for a conference. And he um, and the story behind it is that um, he was. Uh, uh, he was he had something written kind of you know kind of drafted but then he went and saw how Pele was actually just growing the island and watching the lava and apparently he was out there for hours just like kind of like staring at the lava fields mm. and then he came up with sea of Islands Wow. and so and, you know just really inspired and at the same time like Hananike Trask is writing out there you know writing mm. from captivity dec- um, poetry in the time of decolonization mm-hmm. Um you have Um, The extension of Albert Wendt's work from um, uh, towards a new Oceania and really thinking about poetry and critical writing as the same process. Mm -hmm. Um, So really kind of putting those things together and seeing this genealogy of of rule breakers, really, like they're always breaking the rules. Like um, Epele Ha'ofo was a trained anthropologist and he would... um, just reiterating a story that I heard about him when he was at a conference when people were talking, you know, people who are non-Pacific were talking about Pacific Islanders not knowing how to do things. And apparently he stood up and was just like, this may be shit, but it's our shit. And mm. just <laughs> sat back down.
4: <laughs> it's just
2: like, Dropped the mic. <laughs> yeah. And just how unapologetic he was with mm-hmm. what he did. And that's, you know, something that I follow.
0: I feel like a lot of, like, if you're, you being able to study all of that mm. has would you say that it has fueled oh, yeah. you and your work? And exactly now, not to put you on the spot <laughs> or anything like that, and you don't have to answer this, but is there some excerpt or something that you wrote, um, mm-hmm. you know, during this process that that really sticks with you or that sure you really um, just continue to carry with you?
2: I can read a piece from my dissertation if you want. It's just a poem. It's very short. Yes, please. Because <laughs> um, I feel
0: like. Like just you explaining this whole process and thinking Mm -hmm. that you get to do this process with uh, writings and teachings of our Mm Pasifika leaders, right? It must have been like, yes, strenuous and (laughs) um, a lot of work, but it must have been so rewarding and fulfilling.
2: Thank you, yeah just give me a second to to find these but yeah it definitely having to write that quickly not just in the critical way but also to really get the poetry out and Mm -hmm. really kind of like channel that because i really do think that poetry is really about you know we're just faucets. Like, yeah. or it's just kind of like learning the skill of, like and, and listening to our community about how do we turn on the faucet and yeah. let these words flow. Ooh. And then, you know, th- I, it really does feel like that because sometimes it, I'll write something and I was like, where did that
4: come from?
2: Ooh. And I'm like, I'll just follow the spell.
4: <laughs> it's coming <laughs> out now. Like,
2: I'll just trust, uh, trust the spell that's being <laughs> cast over me right now. <laughs> um, it's
0: the ancestors guiding you.
2: Yes, it is. Um, let me just. Pull like the this river out.
0: flow. Yeah. <laughs> like the <I> ahupuaa.
2: <laughs> yes, yes yes I do so um, so the dissertation that I wrote is a collection of poetry with accompanying essays mm. um, and the collection is called matala so in Tongan language and the, the reason why I chose matala is because of the story behind this word that I learned um, you know as a diasporic Tongan daughter how do you get access to your language when maybe you know um You don't hear it that often or, Mm. you know, with your family, like, because your family's busy, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, auntie, can you teach me the sentence structure? It's like, no, auntie's got to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so um, one of the major access points that I had to my language was through the Tongan English dictionary. Mm. And so what I did was... I was able to source things. Which, and the Tongan English Dictionary is extremely poetic. Like Just right. the way that that was put together, the examples. And um, what's really amazing about this dictionary is that it has extensive um, synonyms at oh. the end of each and every entry. So that nice. you're, you're able to see the relationship between these words. Um but one of the the reason I chose matala is because our word faga matala means to explain, to make something understood to someone else. Okay. But matala itself um, means th- uh, several things. It means to, be, um, to come away separately. Mm-hmm. So you can think about that as differentiation.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it means uh, to bloom of flowers. Um, and then it's also um, it's also nearly synonymous with our word mahino, which means to understand. Mm-hmm. So to, to know that in our languages, that matala, that our word for understanding, is not only synonymous, but actually occupies the same space as the word to bloom. Mm. And to understand is the same thing, really kind of teaches us the ethics of our, of our connection to the land. That our, our, um, our thought processes... We named our thought our we named the ways that we think after the ways that the land behaves, <sighs> so it's just like all of that is in our language. No, right. that's just vocabulary. Just like going through the dictionary. <laughs> like, whoa! Imagine like you know just speaking to your elders about this in the right. way that you know it also gave me access to understand even a smidgen of the ways that my grandparents talked mm. and that my father still talks is this in this very poetic way. Um, so these poems in the collection are kind of snippets. So I, I, um, use parts of the dictionary and I build poems around them. So it's actually, the technique is called found poetry. And I think a lot of artists and sculptors will understand this, like found techniques, like found work where they just take things from their environment and create the art pieces. So this is essentially how those poems work. Um, so this, this one I'm going to read, um, this one I'm going to read is dedicated to my students and it's called and, um, I guess uh, just a little bit more background about this before I read it is that um, this this dissertation is also meant to be part of a healing process. Mm. Um, so access to the language is access to healing. Mm. Come um, on. And so... I actually go from so it's not only the dictionary, but it's also the other text that is the central part of this work is the Tongan um, origin chant of Kava. Uh-huh. So Kava koikele me faimata koitamalofe vanga mo fe fafa like it's um, so there's this the story is is that there is this young woman yes right and there's these there's these two parents and they're very poor right. Mm-hmm. And And one day the Tui Tonga, the king of Tonga comes and he actually sits right next to their only crop. And of course it would be very, very, it's against protocol to like ask the king to move and to like get that. So what they do is instead they have this sickly daughter who is, um, Kilia means leper, right? But Mm -hmm. also means to be heated up, Mm -hmm. to be heated up of the mind, of the emotion, um, and so what they do is they actually sacrifice her to be fed to the king to feed the king. Mm. And instead of eating her, he buries her in state because he was so moved that his that his people would sacrifice so much. So he buries her from her body, um, grows the first sugarcane. from her head, the first kava plant. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the... The idea of balance, but what I wanted to do, and Konai Halutayman does this in her work as well, in a in a poem called "Letter to Fefafa mm. where she talks about this. She actually addresses the mother as like, "I saw you do this. I saw you prepare her," and mm. then at the end, it's like, "I don't think a king was worth it."
3: Mm. <laughs> like,
2: oh, um, to really to really speak back to our genealogies and the universes of possibility that they create. Right. You know, thinking about sacrifice, thinking about obligation, but also thinking about women's bodies, you know, and, you know, speaking from... Apelihaofah and his and his poem Blood in the Kava Bowl, and it was like he doesn't actually name whose blood that is. Mm. It's the blood of our people, but also it's the blood of this ancestor, this yeah, woman. This woman, right. Um, who I consider as a Monowahina because there's one way you can you can say this in English is like, From her head grew the first kava plant, from her body the first sugar cane, or you can say, From her head she grew the first kava plant. From mm. her body, she grew the first sugar cane. And so thinking about this agency that we have and our connection to the land. Um, so that's why I wanted I wanted to start with that because this gets into the process of writing. Yeah. <laughs> because in the kava chant, there's this line that says Fi Fai be mama. Um, so she was chewed up. Mm. Yeah, or to be chewed up, or the kava is chewed in, in ancient days and even today, like our women used to chew the kava root, spit it in, and then share it. Mm. Right? Um, so spit is something that is an uh, is um, enzyme, but it also makes something safe to eat. Mm-hmm. So fahi fahi means to like butcher and split, but mama also means to chew. But it's also the process um, and the action and the noun of what you chew to make safe for a baby to eat. Oh, so you'll see people okay. do that. They say mama, mama. Yeah. It's also the word for mother.
4: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so I think about that linkage, those link- linkages between. Um, fahi is also related to the word, tohi. Mm-hmm. Tohi, which also means to split, but in Tongan means to write. Mm. Right. Ah, okay. So fahi, tohi, mama, all this eating, all this splitting and writing. Like what? How, what do we mean? If writing is our form of chewing and breaking things apart for our people to make it safe for them to eat, <sighs> you can also think about writing as liberation, and especially for our people who have always been poets. Mm. So yes. Um, So this piece is entitled Tohi, so thinking about eating, splitting, but also writing, and it's dedicated to my students. Uh, So Tohi. My students tell me that writing sometimes feels like being split between word count and deadline, pulling on language same as pulling teeth, same as fahi, to slaughter and cut up for food. So we put the topic sentence back in our mouths, rehearse the introduction to each direct quote carefully, an account of each and every one of our teeth, a concluding paragraph, something fully gnawed. And writing becomes the marks or designs of teeth, an essay, the pattern of what we devour and make new, something we have made delicious and will feed to someone else. Yep. Mm. Thanks, guys.
0: Wow I'm just I'm like I don't know What to say anymore (laughs) You know what I mean Like Just thank you Thank you for The context Behind all of that Mm. Right Thank you for the context From breaking down All the words I'm very Very like Amazed by How our language Mm. Is one word And just so Intertwined into So many elements Of just our lives right Mm -hmm. like uh connected to the land connected to our our being to the physicality to Mm
3: -hmm.
0: to you know just the spirituality of everything (laughs) multidimensional
2: our language has been that way and also the 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 power of breath and your and your words yes um you know our you know we we have this you know this thing that our you know that literacy only came to our people with the West mm-hmm. mm. and it's completely untrue. Exactly. Like our yeah. people were scientists mm-hmm. are still sti- still scientists. It's in our languages. It's in the way that we operate in our bodies. Right. Like it's a, it's more of a love letter to the continuance of our, of our indigenous ancestors and their knowledge. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't speak our languages or we're still learning our languages or it's hard to learn them. Just like, Holding on to that vocabulary, and maybe it's just one vocabulary word. And then there's also the idea of you learn someone else's language. I'm thinking about a poem by Kim Shuck, who's an indigenous writer, indigenous um, uh, writer who um, has this wonderful poem about that ends with um, Help me pull the bullets from the trees. I'll learn your language. You learn my history. Like, I think it's like, I, th- I, I think I, I messed up the order of that, but it's just like, it's one of the poems that I teach. It's just, what is it to really learn someone else's language? You learn someone else's universe. Really mm, absolutely. Come on. Yeah. Say that one more time. <laughs> you learn someone else's languages, you learn their universe. So it's just, it's I mean, a whole different right way that, of yeah. thinking.
0: And, and I think you're, that point you're making about like our connection to language, right? And how mm. connection, how language is essentially... This, um, a way to describe our universe yes right and yes. you being able to connect like how this one word means all of these things but mm-hmm. it's so connected to so many different points right so like mm. thinking about how um, you know they would they would bite the cover, mm-hmm. right they bite the kava it. chew yeah. it and then spit, spit it, out, it out make sure yeah. it's it's okay for everyone else yes to, con- co- co- to so correlate to correlate that <laughs> to correlate that with like um, how we how we put words together, how yeah. we frame things and how we make sure that like what we have to give is uh, is yeah. good for everyone else. Mm. It's it's so powerful. You know what well, I mean? Well, you already
2: do it here. Like you have your chop it up session. Like you <laughs> chop things up, yeah, in yeah. order to what? To make them more bite-sized so that mm. you sweeten it as well. And mm. spit also sweetens. Spit also protects. There's so many ways that spit as both physical and physical uh, physically and figuratively mm. helps us Analyze things. Spit also breaks things down. It's also a form of analysis. It's yeah. Just, there's lots of different ways. Indeed, that we can Lee. Okay. Thanks Deep
0: is. at the uh, Kava root.
2: No. <laughs> I've
0: heard I've heard the um, that creation story before about mm. Kava, and I've mm. heard it framed in in the sense of like the the sacrifice that yes. was made from the Tongan people for exactly. mm-hmm. for the uh, for the Tu'i right for yeah. the king, yeah. and that these parents. Um, you know, we felt so what do you call that? Like they had a fatongiya to the yeah. Tui. yeah. You know, their daughter was sickly and they, yeah. they sacrificed her mm. so that,
2: um, you could feed a nation, really. You could,
0: yeah, you could really feed, right? And so it was mm-hmm. like m- more so of like, I think, celebrating, yes, this whole, uh, the, the whole thing. The whole story yeah but to hear to hear you speak about how what was the poet's name konai Hel- konai, yeah. konai Um, yeah. right or, or like frame her poem in the sense yeah. of like to the mother
2: yes like how do you prepare a daughter for sacrifice yeah because <laughs> like, i think i had a
0: conversation with uh, a very good friend of mine mm. her name is Bola. about like that just seems so mm you know like one of the hardest things to do that's mm-hmm. that's your that's your child mm-hmm. and her and i were just having this conversation about like that's that's like the the essence of of mm-hmm. the story right yeah. about how like they suck like they sacrifice their child to mm-hmm. feed the yeah the the nation and what everybody knows to be mm-hmm. uh kava right and yeah. like the importance yes to of it to our culture still yes. to this day yes Yes. So it's just, oh, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I'll speak this again, you know what I mean? Just <clears throat> how you broke it down. I really, really appreciate that.
2: I think also part of this is, um, you know, in learning my language and going back to Tonga mm-hmm. as well. And like one of my major goals there is to really just... Um, you know, the deliverables for me is not only to serve community, but also to serve community by learning my language Yeah. and really being there. I mean, because I can understand like conversational Thongan, and like, and especially when you go to like the funerals and the weddings, you gotta you gotta you gotta speed up with that because right. you know mm-hmm. the aunties are like you know doing the the organizing and stuff and they're all speaking in Tongan Mm -hmm. um and then you know sometimes they'll they'll speak English to you but also it's just like kind of keep up you know what I mean and so your Tongan actually gets a lot better when you're in those like stressful like oh I gotta (laughs) help out situations but um to really kind of work toward that that fluency Mm. is so important
0: what are are you looking forward to anything in this process of now that you are in that role and you have that responsibility what you hope to accomplish
2: um well, uh, you know, really working alongside um, Ponipate. Yes. Um, and you know, shout out to everybody who got mm-hmm. that minor passed. The minor in Critical Pacific Studies has been passed. Nice. Yeah. So, like, nice. You know that, and that passed um, right before. I think a couple weeks before. We started you know, we all came and ended our talks at SF state so that you know we're really kind of riding on that wave yeah. of everybody's activism here mm-hmm. to really make sure that that curriculum is in place um, and so working with Pony um, to really and you know I, with everybody there and like you know building community and building connections with all the other all the other folks in ethnic studies mm. um, and reaching out to folks to really um, first of all, you know, critically listen to what people are, are wanting to come out of the curriculum mm. right now so really you know for the community and the and the folks who like put this together and got this together um, you know really listening to like okay these are our strengths these are our special um, these are our specialties how is it that we can develop curriculum from there um, moving into a major, moving into a department, moving yeah. into, uh, all the way up. Wow. <laughs> so, and then also the other thing is really, really, really connecting with the other folks who are doing this work and have been doing this work mm-hmm. not only for generations and, and decades here in the Bay, but also folks out in Utah, out in Oregon, right. Washington, down right. at uh, down in LA. Um, you know, all these folks who are really kind of these, these hubs of Pacific studies um, mm-hmm. and really kind of supporting them. Um, also, um, you know thinking about how we connect not just to you know what's going on in Hawaii but also across Oceania so thinking mm. about you know what what folks are doing in Aotearoa what people are doing in Australia what people are doing in Tonga Samoa mm. the, you know in Kiribati, and you know all of the other islands um, that we have to you know you know connecting with folks at UOG and Guam mm. or Guahan um, yeah just really kind of flexing our muscles as specific people mm, yes. especially because we see that kind of flexing right now with how we how we gather around what's going on when we're protecting our islands at, um, you know with Mauna Kea Ihumatao Ihumatao I know I'm, I'm pronouncing that incorrectly so my apologies for um, Tereo speakers I'm gonna do my homework today <laughs> and you know <laughs> fa- yeah that yeah I- do my homework and then also find out the, you know the genealogy of that name and, and that place mm, right. um, so you will be in
1: Tonga for a year, right? Yes.
2: In- and then I start um, teaching at state, so I'll be moving back to the, I'll be moving to the Bay for real this time, um, this time next year, and then I start teaching fall of twenty twenty. Wow.
1: Yeah. And and then what are you gonna do after that year is done? What's your plan after
2: so the year in Tonga? Yeah. Um, so my plan for that year um, is to go back to um doing the community organizing and, and working with um creative arts organizers out there so mm. um shout out to Selika, <laughs> all those folks out there um these are a bunch of visual artists like musicians um thinking i'm thinking specifically of daniela pethelo and Dilatu latu or buddha buddha and plastic those are our names <laughs> okay <laughs> and so um they have been doing that work Oh gosh, almost 10 years now, mm. almost 10 years now, um, you know, really opening up a space for youth to come and be free and uh, to learn to paint, mm-hmm. right. um, to paint what they want, um, to wow. have community there, um, creative, creative arts community that's supportive and is, is a space there. So I'm going to be working with them, um, to continue, uh, doing, uh, running, poetry workshops so poetry workshops um, you know all access people can you know Coming together, and then um, with this work with the grant, being able to extend that and expand that, so that we can revitalize some of our independent presses. Mm. Um, so thinking about for you know, how do we publish and um, have folks get their stuff published so they can share it with their families and their communities from these workshops. Wow, right. and right. then also working with Sisi um, Unohelu and the folks at Athenisi to um, essentially figure out how to. Um, you know doing curriculum and stuff so that we can like share it with folks and so that you know when I'm not there um folks have access to all this information and then also kind of bridging that that creative those creative connections between Tonga and everybody everywhere else yeah. so throughout Oceania and then also specifically here in the bay. Yeah. Hope. And again, this is not new. Right. Like, people have been always keeping these, like, we heva all the time. Yeah. So, it's just like, this is just another way, like, using my skill set, being trained by folks who actually were um, trained through Youth Speaks, mm-hmm. actually, through mm-hmm. Youth Speaks. So, thinking of um, Jason Mateo and Melvin Wampat Borja, um, who were my cohort in, in Pacific Island Studies, who trained me to do poetry facilitation. Oh, wow. So, there's is the Bay actually taught me. From a distance, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> say that. <laughs> so it's without the activism in the, in the bay, I would not have been trained the way I was. Is, oh wow,
0: that is so dope. Yeah, and it all it's like kind of full circle, right? <laughs> of like you being <laughs> yeah. back here. Yeah, I feel like we are fortunate to have you in this space mm. uh, because there. Not only are you going to bring your skill sets, right, and mm. but you're going to bring, you're going. I feel like you're going to bring um, your your abilities to cultivate a, a creative space mm-hmm. for our community because, you know, I feel like we always pay attention to what's happening in the islands, mm-hmm. uh, especially in um, Aotearoa and New mm-hmm. Sila, right? There's so mm-hmm. much art and content that is created there because it's cultivated in that space. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you're going to be the one to just start it off, right? But, like, there's so many aspects that um, of art and creativity that so many folks are doing Mm -hmm. that I think it'd be really dope if we all just come together Yeah. to have this collective and like, let's create as diasporic Islanders, right? Because while we pay attention to what's happening over there, Mm. we also like really have to pay attention to what's what's happening happening here. here. Right. exactly. There's so much in our community. And oftentimes I feel like the lens is shifted Mm. away from the diaspora. It is. And it's like, (laughs) for me personally, I hope that we can look inward, yeah, right and really um create from a diasporic pacific mm. islander lens, yeah uh, because you know we 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 grapple with so many things, yeah. right? Yeah. In terms of like culture, and spirituality, yeah, this dual identity of like our Pacific Islanderness and yeah. the you know as our somehow as Americanness being less, as
2: being less because we're here. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah. I feel like even as you were talking about sharing your writings, right? Mm. Like I feel like i I'm I'm just kind of taken back because there's so many layers connected to. The, the loss of language in my mm. own life, right, right. Right. Mm. right? And like this yearning and this this want of like understanding mm-hmm. not just the words and how to speak it, but mm. but the, the genealogy mm-hmm. behind the words, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud about how like you, you can help cultivate and create that space mm. I, I was, as we all have yeah. been trying That's to true. work yeah. towards. I, I also,
2: you know, just... Um, just Again, like I was taught by the bay from a distance and there's like always understanding that, um, you know, you always go into no place, uh, like this idea of like no writing shows up naked, no place shows up naked. Like mm. there's, there's no, there's no such thing as a place without history. Um, it's only in the, the exchange of power and the misuse of power and the, and the ways that, um, power structures work yeah. that they make us think that there's no history in certain Mm. places like, oh, like history didn't start until writing and the arrival of the West into the Pacific, into anywhere else. And so thinking about the history of this place as a place where for generations, Pacific Islanders and Native people, especially, uh, particularly as we are guests on this land, Mm -hmm. um, thinking about those those interactions Mm. between our people and that they've always been poetic. And so thinking about that is that that's, you know, I'm lucky to be part of that. That mm. genealogy, a small part, a small tiny, part. tiny yeah. part of a huge genealogy. Yes, <laughs> so, um, so, and also this podcast is part of that too. Word. like just thinking about <laughs> that is like to have this podcast here as part of that huge genealogy and like mm. putting that together. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. man, I, uh,
0: again, I'm, I'm speechless. You know, I'm really excited for you in terms of like your year your, you're about to embark on in Tonga, mm-hmm. and all that you're gonna acquire and and mm-hmm. and learn and not in acquire in a like taking <laughs> kind of sense, right? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't maybe that's not the right word, but that you're going to that you're roots. just gonna yeah for yeah, sure. roots you're gonna
3: summer <laughs> trip in
1: Tonga next year. Know. <laughs> no, seriously,
2: yes, please. If anyone's traveling there or anything like that, please. And, and then you're coming Let's back
0: see. to the Bay, and you're going to start mm. teaching in 2020. Mm. Um, I'm I'm just really excited for you, and and excited to, you know, be a part of the space that you get to be in with all of this right I I feel like I want to learn just so much be at the (laughs) you know be at the and it also doesn't have to
2: start when I when I get back in 2020 like that's one of the things that I'm just gonna be talking to community about here is like how can I support from Tonga like Mm. um you know figuring out like internet access and stuff like that just to be able to like you know Skype with folks and then if anybody has questions about applying for school like you know all that kind of stuff is just you know any kind of support that I I can live from there it's not like I'm going to be completely cut off at all, right. at all. I do have access um, to a lot of things so yeah
0: that's that's good to
1: know pick up my FaceTime Lee. yes <laughs> yes of course
0: man Lee I just want to say thank you 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 are always making yourself available Um, And I see that you really prioritize that in in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, being a resource to folks. Mm -hmm. And that's really admirable. And, Mm. you know, I I try to do that myself. I know it's a lot to take on. Mm. You know, it's a lot to take on. And so I just really want to say that I appreciate you for just being available because you are such a well of knowledge. Like, (laughs) just everything you dropped right now, right, I'm just like... Like oh, you're catching me off guard, girls. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have no follow up questions. <laughs> Baby girl, slow down. Let me pull out my pen and pad. <laughs> Let me think about this. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not at level. <laughs> but yeah, I just really appreciate you. And I know we can continue to go on because there's mm. so much that we could talk about. Mm. But I really you know we really just want to appreciate you for everything that you have brought into this space to the table having this space to the mics
3: thank
1: you for blessing us
0: for real for real and you know we always tell all of our guests this i think we've only said it offline but you know we'll say it here online is that Mm. like this is not the only time we want to have you on you know now that Mm. you know folks you know who may not have known you are introduced Mm. to you we we um want to invite you back whenever you Thank have you. time available. Please. You know we can chop I it up like, about yeah. anything.
2: Yes, I was you know going love that. On. To, um, to. I definitely am just thinking of like, folks that um might come back and forth between Hawaii or, or the island, any islands, and um, San Francisco, and just like referring them to you guys. Like, because you guys really take care of your guests, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Like this you. is an amazing space. It really is.
0: Yes. Thank you. Um, And so always as what we do before we get up out of here is we always ask each other how we're going to take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. because uh, something that we really prioritize is mental health and Mm -hmm. wellness. And we just want to ensure that like we know a lot of us are out here doing amazing and great work, Mm -hmm. but we want to make sure that we hold ourselves accountable to Mm -hmm. taking care of ourselves. And so with that being said, how are you going to take care of yourself this week?
2: Okay. Okay. I'm gonna take care of myself by sleeping regularly. Yes, regularly. Um, yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, try and, and I say this, and I'm like, but I want to stay up all night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but actually, like, really, kind of, um, finally adjusting to the time zone. Right. <laughs> and uh, not waking up at noon.
0: That jet lag life is real. Yeah, I believe.
2: Um, yeah. So. Um, the effort is going to be first and foremost to sleep. Yeah, to sleep in, to sleep, and then if I can, I'll try and, and try and do. Okay, I'd like to be asleep by midnight mm-hmm. every night this week. I'll, or I'll try to be asleep by midnight mm-hmm. or one. <laughs> 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 this is where it gets a little bit hazy, but at least sleeping. Right, sleeping for sure.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Nice. How about you, partner? How are you gonna take care of yourself?
1: I'm gonna do the same thing. Mm. I'm gonna sleep. Yeah. I'm going to rest, sleep, mm-hmm. get caught up with some movies. Hopefully, you guys yes. can recommend some movies for me to watch. All day. Yes. Yeah, I know you. All day. <laughs> what Honey. Hear, what are you looking for, baby girl? I got <laughs> a year supply of movies for you. <laughs> I don't want the X rated ones. I want them. So, give me some good documentaries. Too bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're really hot. <hard. laughs>
1: Fine, send me some. <laughs> I
0: don't think you really care for the, the X rated movies that I want. <laughs>
4: Yeah, you but, just need to get on
0: Twitter and, you know, all your dreams will come true.
1: Ooh.
2: <laughs> Where all dreams come true, Twitter.
1: <laughs> yeah, rest is the key, major key. Yeah. Word. Like actual sleep. Maybe mm-hmm. I should set a, set a time for myself. I see,
2: I see. It's when you start to set the time. When I start to set the time, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, right. It's like there's rules to this. And I was there's levels. Like, I know. And it's just like, well, it is self-care. I guess I should try.
0: We can
1: prioritize uh, it. How about that? Yeah. yeah, prioritize yeah. it.
2: How about I prioritize this and then and then work <laughs>
1: toward it? I'm gonna keep you accountable. I'm gonna watch. I'm okay. Gonna call okay. You. Yeah. It's like, are you asleep? Yeah. Sleep? Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna take care of myself. So I told uh, my niece this the last week that um, we're gonna read f- for 30 minutes at <gasps> home. Oh my gosh! Uh, yes. Because I want to normalized reading Mm, right like she loves to read she says she loves to read we just want to get her in the habit of it and i know that i need to do it for myself too Mm. and so instead of just telling her you need to read for 30 minutes i'm gonna make this a um you know like a collective effort right like i'm gonna like i'm gonna read my own thing she could read her own thing but Mm. i want to get her in the practice of like sharing what it is she read about yeah right so that you know she could just talk about it, process, comprehend, and mm. and um, I'll try to do the same. But, yeah, oh, yes. I'm going to read so with cool. my niece for Come 30 on. minutes.
2: That's, oh my goodness, Every yes. Every day. <laughs> I'll go find family members Goals. to read with this week. Yes. <laughs> That's so smart. Thank you for that. I'm going to take that with me. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. Yeah,
1: hey, hey, you're going to be sleeping. Be, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> After you get some sleep, okay? I'm
1: going <laughs> to FaceTime you. i like, put that book down yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Yes, please. <yes. laughs> so
0: <laughs> but again you have been such a gem to have on this such a gem. Thank you. Thank on you, this guys. episode on this platform thank you for being here lee thank and we're you, so excited you, for all the things you have um you. and we have a special treat for all of you listeners mm. um lee you're going to close us out with a uh, with a piece from your dissertation yes. again right a poem
2: yes thanks guys um you know malo thank you so much for having this space um I really feel seen and and uh, welcomed mm. in community and I really am super excited to meet everybody and to really just be as accessible and av- available as possible. So,
4: right
2: um, so thinking about healing and self-care, this is actually this poem is written for my mother. Um, without my mother's insistence, I would not know. I, you know, my mother insisted. My mother was Balangi, mm-hmm. like, and just you know, raising a mixed race daughter, especially a Tongan mixed race daughter, mm-hmm. by yourself. like, she insisted that I know who I am mm-hmm. as Tongan. Like, she she didn't know how to teach me what that was, but just always I had the vocabulary. I never. I don't remember any time where I did not know I was Tongan, mm. because my mother insisted. It's like when people ask you, "You're Tongan," and it's like <laughs> coming from coming from my mom was a lot. So, um, this is about healing for her. Right so, on. Um, and I would not have access to my language without her insistence, mm. and also the help of my grandparents and my dad and my family. So, yes. this is for her. This is called Langa. My mother never learned Tongan, but understood Langa to ache to be physically painful from the very root of her spine. A result of hypercalcemia and possible multiple myeloma is what it says on the death certificate, which I have cut up for food and buried with a poem by way of shovel, a list of names as soil, and I am mostly water. So the painkiller now lives in the rose bushes. Baby cypress trees relieve the memory of bone pain, the langahui in her hands and knees. I lift the soil, naming each place where she was in pain because Langa is also the name for what we make into a garden. Malo.
0: Power to the people, y'all. We up out of here. Take care. and We'll see y'all next week.
1: Peace, love, and happiness.
0: Peace. This episode is brought to you by Alo Ativalu and Manu Malo Jake Morsau. Thank you for your generous donation and continued support of this podcast. We see y'all.
1: What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture.